DJ Unique. <laughs> Mofax with Adam Curry for May 12th, 2020. This is episode number 26. 36. Did I say 26? I was so happy yeah. that I got the intro that I couldn't couldn't even think straight. <laughs> 36. <laughs> Can't do it over again. I had that perfectly timed. Yes, Mo Facts with Adam Curry. It's episode number 36. Nice intro, Mo. What is this? This is uh, Fabulous and Jadakiss, a uh, song called Soul Food. Nice. Yeah, a- appropriate I dig that. title. Oh, oh, really? Oh, wait a minute. Uh, I know what that means, I think. Well, anyway. <laughs> hey, how, how's it been, man? We're, uh, we're a day late. Uh, work was busy, I guess? Yes, it was, sir. Okay. Uh, super busy. Um, trying to stay on cycle here, but you know you know how it goes. Uh, so we fell off on Saturday, and then I fell off on Monday, and now we're here on Tuesday. <laughs> Almost going into Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> well, but we are here, and that's what counts. And I'm uh, I'm always happy to hear your voice. And uh, uh, why don't we just get right to it? I want to get that wheel spinning because I have a feeling. Uh, what's coming up for today's topic this is the the topics wheel which we like to spin where it stopped nobody knows except mo of course does have some clue let's see what the topic is for today's show pizza potluck 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 (laughs) potluck So the actual reason the show is delayed is because you had to go and find stuff like that, right? I mean, where does it where does, where did this come from? Oh, uh, this is the uh, Mo Facts official potluck song. Oh, it is. Um, it's, okay, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. So, uh, and it's that time again to uh, clean out the old clips. You know, like you do in the refrigerator, you it starts to collect up and. There's some small topics that we need to go over, so it's uh, it's potluck time. All right, potluck. I can't wait to see. I mean, the, I can imagine a couple of topics, uh, but this should probably be some uh, some fun stuff. Let's uh, let's break it down. All right. So, well, in the A block of the potluck, we have um, the the Biden VP uh, race heating up. Yes, yes. This is uh, incredibly exciting. I, uh, of course, have. Uh, had my money on Stacey Abrams for a long, long time. Not that that would be a winning combination, but it seems like the most appropriate thing for the Democrat Party to do. It it is, and it seems like that she's been groomed for this for a very long time, uh, and she made no uh, made it no secret that she wants the job. <laughs> yeah, she she's been going everywhere. It's like yeah. Yeah, I want it. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm raising my hand, <laughs> which I, I think is kind of or I mean, everything's different now, but it, it's not really done in in VP land. You kind of play it cool. This whole situation has been very unorthodox from the very beginning, and we're going to get into that as we get into the clips. But let's listen to her shocking pitch for the VP um, nod. 
so there's a lot of discussion right now around the Veep stakes. Who will Joe Biden pick? Amy Klobuchar's name, according to the New York Post, had been at the top of the list. But Harry Reid made some rumblings yesterday. He said it's going to be a woman and a woman of color. Stacey Abrams, of course, been on that short list for a long, long time. And she is blatantly going for it in L. <laughs> I honestly, I respect I the hustle. I kind of respect it, too. <laughs> I have never seen anything like this in covering politics. She gives an interview and just says this. I would be an excellent running mate. I have the capacity to attract voters by motivating typically ignored communities. I have a strong history of executive and management experience in the private, public, and nonprofit sectors. And here's my favorite one. I've spent 25 years in independent study of foreign policy, and I'm ready to help advance an agenda of restoring America's place in the world. If selected, I am prepared and excited to serve. Well, there you go. That is one of the most naked pitches. She's like, please pick me. <laughs> and, you know, and and she was first tipped to me by the former New York banker. And this is, gosh, it must be, how long ago was it? More than a year. It's a long time ago. I said, oh, watch out for her. And uh, and you look into Stacey Abrams and, you know, so she's, uh, she writes, I guess she has a, a series of books, which may or may not be very successful. I know it's, uh, uh, apparently it does okay. Otherwise, except, you know, leave out the fact that she's a member of the Council on Foreign Relations. Why? I don't know. She's kind of unimpressive otherwise. Just really, it's not all that much. Slow down. (laughs) It's not all that much. Not all that much. It's it's not really all that much there. But like you said, I've been pointing people in this direction as well, because just in her um, and the governor race in Georgia, all the money and the celebrities that came out for her, you could tell they had bigger plans for her. Yeah, definitely. And the way she just came out and even uh, Sagar said in the clip, this has been it's unheard of in pol- politics to say, pick me, pick me, you know, um, yeah. but that's what she wants to be done. It's, it's very, very interesting. And as we go back, we're going to see that this whole thing has been, I think, orchestrated. Well, yeah, I would agree. The fact that she's a member of the Council on Foreign Relations, which is a big drinking club, but it's all the the spooks, the ex-military, the generals, the important important uh, press corps. Uh, you know, it's it's the it truly is the Washington, mm, the lily pad in the swamp, if you will. That is that's an excellent um, comparison there uh, or analogy. Um, but let's let's listen to our Crystal and Sagars talk some more about Stacey. And look, we need to all remember who is Stacey Abrams. This is a person who lost the governor's race. That is her claim to fame. Started this nonprofit, took five million dollars from Michael Bloomberg. And then during the campaign, when Biden and Byrne and everybody else would have loved to have Stacey come up and do a campaign event. Who is the one guy who gets her to come? Bloomberg. Yeah. The funny thing is, remember, we covered that story about how Biden's donors, a bunch of like Wall Street types, were giving him advice on who to pick. And the one person they said essentially no to, they really liked Kamala. They liked Amy. They liked all those people. They did not like Stacey, which tells you everything that even Stacey Abrams would be too progressive. (laughs) This is a a cap board member. Yes. Right? Literally. She's identity politics incarnate. Well, uh, I, I didn't. What is cap board member? Did I miss something there? Am I not understanding what that means? I guess she sits on uh, 
some boards, uh, corporate boards. I'm, I'm, I, that's how I took that. Hmm, okay. Um, yeah, but it, the way I see this playing out is I think they had their VP candidate picked. Oh, I'm, and so, they I, needed, I'm sorry. I got and it. And they needed the president to go with it. You, you see what I'm saying? Because like they hadn't determined if it was going to be Biden or Bloomberg. Oh, sure. And she kind of left her. She kind of left her options open uh, for which way she was going to go in this situation because she wouldn't make any early commitments. Uh, and she flirted a lot with Bloomberg. Like you said, she took five million dollars of his money, and every time he called, she, she came running. Cap is this, of course. I should have known the Center for American Progress. Which is, oh, okay. uh, that's, a, I mean, this is the huge Democrat Party um, club, or it is in, what should I call it? I mean, they're, they're really, you know, I should look into, I don't know if they're more propag- on the on the marketing side, but it's big. So Tom Daschle, the chair, Stacey Abrams on the board, as we just heard. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just see what they say they are. This is kind of interesting. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a think tank, but it's a big one. So you know, you that's that's good money, man. We got to get on one of those. <laughs> Mo, what are we doing, man? We we, we can represent something. <laughs> we're serving we're serving the people, Adam. Yeah. That's what we're doing. We're <laughs> serving the people, exactly. All this will be in the show notes, by the way. Everybody you can find mofacts dot com. Okay, so not only the way she made her pitch for uh the vp uh spot was shocking and historic the way she even got into the conversation was historic now you said um uh, the former banker had told you about this over a year ago mm-hmm. well i i had been hearing the same things and i had been pointing to people the same way i mean pointing people in the same direction that stacy Abrams was being groomed and on morning joe they discussed this historic move Adrian Elrod. She's also an MSNBC so, contributor. Adrian, we keep hearing. I, I'm sorry to stop the clip. It's uh, it's worth noting that Adrian Elrod is a is a huge Hillary Clinton insider. Uh, yes, but uh, but also Democratic insider as well. Yeah, and but friendly with Hillary Clinton too. So just just for that as context, I guess. And we keep hearing, uh, Mika and I keep hearing that Joe Biden is moving toward picking Stacey Abrams as his running mate, mm-hmm. uh, and that if he gets in, he will make that announcement. Uh, what can you tell us? Yeah, Joe, I'm hearing the exact same thing. I mean, who knows what will actually happen ultimately? But I am hearing that his decision. Um, has been made that he is getting in and that he will be announcing in the very near future i mean that's uh john that would be historic absolutely Uh, would it not it also would answer a lot of questions people had of joe biden that might be a bit skeptical on the progress in the progressive wing of the party (laughs) oh it, it erases any little smudges and smears well she's a woman that covers the whole uh, yes. sexual scandal. Yeah, yeah and yeah. she's uh, a person of color or a colored, colored woman. person. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that that checks that box. So that should get your black vote out there. But you know, uh, uh, we need some multi. We need like multiculti. Actually, you need kind of like, and you're missing. Uh, I mean, you could if if she had if she was Hispanic, that would be even better. I think. No, 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 no. The thesis is that we need oh, no, to get I'm, the black I'm, women out to vote. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, but, well, it, we got to make up that seven percent. That you know, so this definitely will 
Black Debate. The, <laughs> the base. <laughs> That's it. I hadn't heard that one before. Black Debate. Mm-hmm. So now is she Ados so, Abrams. As far as I know, she is, and she looks the part. Yeah. Which we have to, when we discuss these things for anybody that's a new listener, we discuss it from the optics and how the people in the smoky rooms discuss it. You know, when they <laughs> compare her to maybe a Kamala Harris or Kamala, depending on how or, right. or what her race is for the day, uh, how she pronounced her name. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, when they look at her, they're like, eh, uh, Kamala, she really doesn't translate to the to the black woman experience. Uh, we need a you know uh, a larger black woman with uh, yeah, darker yeah. skin. She, she's real legit, man. She's from deep south. And, she's real legit. And 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 this feeds into the thesis of what I've said on previous shows of this subconscious rescuing by a mammy figure. And I'm not saying that from my point of view, I am saying that by how it's playing out that they need the black woman to come in and rescue the democratic party and put them over the top. And I think this is their play. You know, that's interesting. This is an angle. I, even though we've discussed this, I, I don't think we've discussed mm-hmm. it in the context of Stacey Abrams. Cause she fits that bill. She's, she's kind of political Oprah. Well, she, she, well, she learned she, from the actual Oprah. So. She, she's Popra. The political yeah. Oprah is Popra. Yeah, and, wow. she, and and Oprah got behind her in the uh, in the um, governor race down there in Georgia. I mean, she brought out the big guns, the big money, and I think that was part of the bigger play. If she would have won that race, she would have probably. I want to say maybe she would have been a candidate, a, a, a formidable candidate for a president and not VP. If she would happen to win that race from the optics. Yeah, but but she couldn't win that race. And, and she really was just more about making Trump. I mean, I'm jumping ahead here, but I have studied this particular mm-hmm. case in Georgia and she spent more time on setting up nonprofits you know, that are under the guise of uh, Republicans stole all my votes. But. You know, yeah. really, she. she it, it, we talked about the money behind her, the black pack. Yeah, there's all there's a lot of shenanigans going on, and she just didn't win. She just really didn't have the votes, and all she could say, "Well, I told you it's going to steal them, so we stole them." But what I want to examine here is the the breaking of, of all the molds of how presidential politics is usually played out. Right? Oh my gosh. Well, it's um, completely, you don't completely you don't, everything's you don't on have, the table. I mean, like they said in the clip, you don't have the president picking his VP before he even decides to get into the race. Right. What is that all about? And then you don't have the suspected VP candidate uh, crying out in the press to be picked. I mean, what what is going on? I mean, I, 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 that's why I decided to, to do this. Cause I'm like, what what is going on here? And, uh, but, and to, I think it, but to be it fair, got, you know, the, the Amer- American politics broke. Uh, it's it, the way its model broke with the entrance of Trump. I mean, everything changed. So, you know, he was spectacularly different as well. So I, I'm not surprised by crazy things happening. Yeah, that's that's true. But let's get more into this historic move. 
Well, I, I don't think at this point it's surprising that he runs. If he announces a f- kind of a, a ticket on the front end, I can't think of it. Perhaps it happened in the 19th century. But uh, for a major, for a former vice president to do this uh, is remarkable. Willie and I were talking quietly earlier about it is a it is unusual in that it would foreclose the possibility of rewarding someone right. who did extremely well in the primaries and bring those supporters in. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting gamble. What I'm hearing from this clip is I don't think Stacy is very popular no. with the political left. I think she's more of a celebrity than a politician. Really? Hmm, okay. Whenever I hear people talk about her, and you're going to hear it in the further clip, I wanted to point this out so you can listen for it. Nobody really wants her. I mean, because <laughs> if, if, if that was MSNBC's pick, they would have been all for it. Like, oh, this is a great move. You know, a right. solid ticket coming right out and, you know, we're shaking things up. And this is what the new Democratic Party looks like. But I think everybody has their own pick. And in this set of clips, you can hear them say, well, we need to look, see who's the, 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 you know, how the presidential uh, the primaries play out and maybe... One of those people might be a good VP. So, I mean, you hear these things and you're going to hear it more. I really think she's the celebrity pick uh, uh, for a VP. It seems that um, everyone's waiting for someone else to say that's the one, you know, kind of behind the scenes. Uh, And that clearly hasn't happened. And and I think that's your point is when you look at uh, certainly MSNBC, but also CNN to a degree. Uh, both of them would be all over what whoever was kind of being talked about. Now, I, I don't want to jump the gun, but the last I heard, the whispers were back to Kamala Harris. So I, I, well, think, I think no one knows what's going on unless unless the word has gotten out and it's and it's perhaps which it be, could be Kamala Harris. That'd be great. And that's why I brought it up because if they pick uh, Kamala Harris, the Democrats are really dumb. <laughs> and, and, and and deaf, and I don't mean that in the you know what I'm saying as an offensive. What I mean is tone deaf. They don't really. Are you not hearing? Nobody wanted Kamala Harris. The black, a small segment of black people ran her out of the race. We yeah. we we examined it on this show. She's in, also in the, a previous she's, episode. Yeah, she's the shitty cop. You know that that's not who you want. Well, well, that's not going to matter too much, and when. As we move down <laughs> down right. the show, that criteria is not the oh. one that really. Oh, that's not. Even, it. That's not even it, huh? Okay. Well, ac- according to the, you know, according to the, you know, the 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 tastemakers, mm-hmm. that's not what cost her. Um, but we know that's that plays a fact. Uh, that's a factor that played into it. Sure. But I just think that I mean, the, how we, as you know, all shows kind of connect, and as we ended up last show about Diddy. We had uh, Charlemagne saying, you know, a tangible would be getting a black woman vice president. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know how that works. <laughs> I don't know how uh, VP helps, you're saying helps the cause anymore, but that's what he pushed. And he, you know who his pick is, Kamala. Right. And that's what I was saying. Right. I haven't heard a lot of Stacey Abrams fans. I think they're trying to push her on people and i just don't think you know um the segments in the pockets of power on 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 the democratic side they're not really feeling her Hmm. 
but I guess we'll wrap up with MSNBC uh, on this is the final clip. Maybe uh, Stacey Abrams or somebody like that gets him through, as you say, customs. And it may not be a bad idea at wow. all. Um, uh, Jonathan Lemire, uh, what are you hearing? Well, certainly that, that, that is the growing belief, is that Biden's going to get in, he's going to get in soon. The Abrams is becoming the, the trendy suggestion that he would name her, if not right away, but soon thereafter as a, as a running mate. But American voters, as, 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 as Professor Meacham was saying, uh, you know, this will be a new prospect. The idea of you know, how do voters interpret this? The, that, is this almost Joe Biden suggesting that he's a lame duck, that he's going to be a one-termer? Like what, what, what would people think of that? As much as Abrams would deliver some balance and youth uh, and diversity to that ticket, and she's obviously very ran a very impressive race last time around. Did I hear Chuck Scarborough say that having uh, a black woman VP would get him through customs? That's exactly what he said. That's fucking that's <laughs> racist, man. That's the hell. Or am I misreading well, that? That's a no, bullshit. You, you read it exactly right. I mean, I, I was going to lob an alley to you, but I mean, <laughs> 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 you just, yeah, you just slammed it on. Hold on, hold on. I'm still hanging onto the hoop. Let me in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you you picked it up, and but that's the least of the worries. <laughs> Do you hear what they're saying? They're basically saying, let's put a black woman with him. Hopefully yeah. he dies in office yeah, yeah, and we'll it. have a black female president. Yeah, woohoo! <laughs> yeah. Maybe for maybe for 12 years. I don't know how that rule works, but if you're if you're not elected, do you get three terms? Is that possible? I mean, this would be <laughs> well, <laughs> this would be the greatest thing ever. You know what the uh but the problem for the for the whoever's whoever's running the show, and I really I'm not quite sure anymore. You know, Obama's back on the scenes, and I'm sure you'll be talking about him later. Um, oh, yeah. Whoever's... Whoever, <laughs> it's not who we are! Whoever's <laughs> running the scene uh, may just not like Stacey Abrams because she's a little renegade. You know what I mean? She Because if, if the idea is Joe's one-termer, he resigns, he dies, he melts away, then we have our first, fe- first female, first black African-American woman of color <laughs> president uh but then you want someone you know as, as with most presidents just to kind of go along with the program like everybody except this this crazy orange man he's not going along with the program he's not doing what we tell him to do because that's obvious that's obvious how it's worked just look at look at all these whack jobs who who are who are responsible for all kinds of crazy shit inside government I mean, if we've learned anything, it's that president either is on top of everything or is controlled by all. Well, my honest thoughts is this, Adam. I think Stacey Abrams is the proxy for Oprah. Hmm. She can't run herself for various reasons that we discussed on this show that she, you know, she has she has problems. Yep. So I think she created her, her along <laughs> with her cronies created Stacey Abrams. Uh, she has denied, like you said, from the uh, Council of Foreign Relations and yep, all the globalist yep, yep. elite. Um, and she can be this sh- Oprah or be in her ear. Oprah's looking at like, look, I mean, I created Obama. Let's be honest here. Yep, yep, uh, yeah, So yep, I yep. can create uh, Stacey. Damn, oh, hold on. Damn. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's the problem. And the, the Democrat Party is not necessarily on board with Oprah. Just the way the Republicans went uh, went on board with Trump, right? See, I mean, you have to look at Stacey like the 
as Oprah, basically. Yeah. Uh, so the way she's yeah, the way she's being created, um, she, and she has a lot of power behind her, and not and that's in the, in the next of the clips we're gonna get into exactly what is the power behind her, um, with the elite, uh, the globalist elite. Hey, do you do you hear? Uh, sorry, do you hear that sucking sound? What's that? That's me being sucked into this now. Now you've got me. <laughs> now you've got me. Is Stacey Abrams is Oprah's proxy? I love it. All right. <laughs> Off to the New World Order. Stacey Abrams has really arrived. The former minority leader of the Georgia House of Representatives and the Democrat Party candidate in the 2018 hotly contested Georgia gubernatorial election, Abrams scored a double anointing by major globalist groups during the month of May. First, on May 10, she was chosen to deliver the keynote address at the Council on Foreign Relations' seventh annual conference on diversity in international affairs. She received the royal rock star treatment during that conference, as the great and the good packed into a conversation with Stacey Abrams, a Q&A session emceed by New York Times reporter and editorial board member Eduardo Porter. Then, on May 28 the Bilderberg Group issued a press release announcing its annual conference, which this year is taking place May 30 to June 2 in Montreux, Switzerland. Accompanying the release is a list of the participants, and a list of some of the planet's wealthiest and most influential movers and shakers in the worlds of banking, business, media, academia, and politics, as Bob Adelman noted in a May 29 report for The New American. And lo and behold, heading the list is none other than Stacey Abrams. Quite a coup for an unemployed former minor politician. <laughs> Mo. Coup. <laughs> we re- we really can't have these uh, these stories that are read by a robot. I, I, I you know what? And I, I know I hate the robot voice, but the the information was so good. I had to the use it. Information and, is good. Was this the Hill or what is that? I hate it. I hate those this guys. This is the this is the New America. And I uh. want to say this. Let's just take a pause. I'm glad you brought that up. If we have any producers with nice voices that would like to do reads for us, I would much rather prefer that. Than using the robo voice. Well, now that's but, that's a very interesting idea. In general, that's pretty cool for it, you know for articles that we might read or whatever. That's a good idea. Producers, right? Jump on that stick right away. Especially female voices be great. It, yeah, that that would be super great. And and like I said, I didn't want to sit here and just read an article f- for myself because that just kind of gets mundane and like kind of drags alone. That's why I like to use clips, but. Let's just discuss what we just heard. Here, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, now this is from, this is from last council year. Council foreign relations. Yeah. yeah. Rockstar treatment. Yeah. Coup. I mean. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's you. Definitely was hot. You know, uh, the Bilderberg and Montreux. That was yet last year, I believe. Yeah. Last year's uh, Bilderberg. Yeah. yeah. So well, that you know, if you're Oprah's gal, those people, that club. Bilderberg Council on Foreign Relations. Ah, they love that. That's the most excitement. Oh, if I'm n- next to you, I'm I'm almost touching Oprah. Believe me, that's important. That kind of people there, they love that. So it makes nothing but sense. I think you're really on to something here. All righty. Well, I'm, I'm going to add one more little tidbit there. And now this is where I go, like kind of very conspiracy. Can I get a little theorem? Just a, just a little, just a little taste. Yeah, just, just, I, I, it's still in the case. Hold on a second. Let me just pull it up. Okay, there we go. Just a little taste of the theorem, and I gotta, I gotta move my uh, my wand up. There we go. <laughs> All right, thank you. 
We're going down the rabbit hole. All right. All right. All right. All right. So, so if Oprah is pulling the strings, who was Oprah's other agent in this whole situation? Uh, Mary Ann Williams. Oh, yes. She had two horses in the race. Let's go see what the colors are doing. Mary Ann, you go over there and see what they're talking about with that reparations talk. <laughs> colors. You, 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 you report back to you report back to headquarters. Yes. On what what the what the tangibles really look like, right? <laughs> and oh, then wow. ADOS comes along and says, Oh yeah, we're gonna vote down ticket. I'm just like I said, I'm, I'm this is this no, is no, gonna no, be no, a conspiracy. No, this is hey. It's a great, just call it a theory. It's Moe's little tack board with yarn. He's connecting right, the, this, the little thumb This is tack. my VP theory. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Uh, and since I'm going there, they pushed the 25th uh, uh, Amendment. Was it 25th Amendment? I think, was that what it is? The, uh, the one where if uh, a, a president is not all together, incapacitated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They could get Joe out of there in a year. Oh, they could joke joke and hand on the Bible and you're out. I mean, that's how fast it could be. We've seen it. So this is setting up, like I said, if if the play works, (laughs) as I think my theory goes, whoever's steering her or the quarterback in the situation had all their bases covered. You go over, you get what tangibles really mean, and we'll Drop some talking points. You know, you heard you heard on the last show. You read uh, Joe Biden's lift every lift every something lift. And, and you know what? Go go ahead, say it. What was it? No, no, uh, I, no. Lift uh, lift the voices. Oh man, come on! You should know. It's the opening of it, the song. It, yeah, it was. Um, it was lift every voices. Sing. List- that's the that's the song. Yeah, but he kind of lifted that. But then he also touched the third rail because remember we said all all uh, rising tide lifts all boats. So, right. so they kind of they kind of weave together <laughs> like these dog whistles. To I know I'm going off the yeah, rails, but yeah, yeah no, it was this, lift this, lift every voice. That's what it was. Yeah. Lift every voice. So yeah. yeah, so I'm thinking, yeah, this is a globalist coup, as the as the last clip said. <laughs> Bear with me on this next clip. It's another Robo clip, and I promise you, I won't do too many of these throughout the episodes, but I had to because of the information. Being invited to join the CFR is a big thing in a politico's career, signifying that one has received the deep state's basic seal of approval. Abrams is not merely a CFR member, but as the following will show, she has been selected and groomed for special boosting by the CFR's network of power, including the Brookings Institution, the Aspen Institute, TED Talks, PowerPack Plus, the fake news media matrix, and now, of course, Bilderberg. She was also chosen as a keynote speaker at the 2014 PowerPack Plus conference entitled Race Will Win the Race, The Progressive Path to Victory. Wow. As one might gather from the conference title, the Power Mad folks at PowerPack Plus don't mind being explicitly and shamelessly racist, as long as exploiting race results in progressive victories. PowerPack Plus is the very serious hobby horse of radical activist Stephen Phillips and his billionaire heiress wife, Susan Sandler. According to Ballotpedia, Sandler's PowerPack Plus pumped $10 million into supporting Abrams' campaign, while George Soros' CFR dropped $1 million into the Georgia Democratic Party to aid her. There you go. Soros. Uh, <laughs> this is very interesting. This is all in the show notes. Uh, you'll love this. The Power Pack Plus team. Steve Phillips. 
Captain. How about that name though? The race will win the the race. The race will, will win, win the race. The race, a race will win the race. I know. Yeah. Who just... writes this? If you wanted a good slogan, come talk to me. <clears throat> I would have went with more. Uh, the skin will get you in. I mean, so right. <laughs> well, so there's a little uh, on this uh, website. Uh, there's a little banner. Race will win the race. The progressive path to victory. How you like that? Damn. Uh, it's, to- if- it's tokenism. It's it's <laughs> well, well. It's well. You know, it's run by uh, the Steve Phillips guy, uh, the founder of Democracy in Color, or I don't, I don't know what the hell that means. Uh, <laughs> from, you- from the title, oh, okay. Oh, I get it. Here, she's the senior fellow at the Center for American Progress. It's just one of these out little outshoots. So the way mm-hmm. that works is the Center for American Pro- Progress is that's where all the money comes in. And they'll fund like these little things. I bet you if I went and looked for it, you'd see that um, they probably have about a million dollars a year. And they get it from uh, uh, from the big boys, from the, uh, the Center for, for uh, the Center for American uh, uh, Progress. So this... So it's- this is it's just trickle. It's little, just money yeah. Just trickle. <laughs> yeah, but it, but it's Stacy on both sides. You see what I'm saying? So she, right. she's on the cap board, but she's also over here. So it's and by the way, everyone does take salaries. You'd be surprised. So we talked about the Council for Foreign Relations, right? Mm-hmm. I found I found this interesting clip of Hillary Clinton talking about the CFR. much, um, Richard, and I am delighted to be here in these new headquarters. Um, I have been often to, uh, I guess, the mothership in New York City, uh, but it's good to have an outpost of the council right here down the street from the State Department. Uh, we get a lot of advice from the council, so this will mean I won't have this far to go to uh, be told uh, what we should be doing and uh, how uh, we should uh, think about the future. <laughs> a mothership. <laughs> yeah, to be told what we should be doing and how we should be thinking. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a, it's a drinking club. She called it the mothership. Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> that is that is a pretty good clip, Mo. I'll give you that. <laughs> so, of course, all of this uh, praise and celebration comes at a price. When you're called up to the big leagues, everything you do comes at a cost. And, of course, Stacey Abrams' cost is to lie for Joe Biden. Here's Stacey Abrams. She's the neoliberal darling now. The way everybody wants her to be um, Joe Biden's vice president. She is also uh, going to disappoint you. She is also going to legislate in favor of the machine. Yes. She is not going to legislate in favor of people, progressives, or anybody else except the machine. That's why she's, well, watch what she says. Believe that those allegations have to be investigated by credible sources. So now she says she believes those allegations. She doesn't believe women. She oh. believes those allegations. They went from we believe women to we believe those allegations need to be investigated. <laughs> That's quite a transformation politically, isn't it? <laughs> We, be, we believe all women to we believe that all allegations should be investigated cre- by credible sources. 
Do you, so now do you understand that everything the Democrats have done for the last four years to, to try to make Donald Trump seem like an icky guy who's worse morally than them is now all wiped away? <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that, but it certainly shows the hypocrisy of some people. Yeah. It's, the lever- it's the leverage point. Uh, if you run a clean, clean candidate, then you could take the high road. But when you start comparing the negatives, they check a lot of the same boxes. So then you have to say, well, what is Joe good at? And he's really not good at anything. <laughs> so no, no, it, not really. What no. is his play now? Since we're talking conspiratorial, well, we know that. I, I think I think you know that. It, it almost feels like Joe even knows it. You know, he's just the the vehicle. He's the vehicle to bring in the next president of the United States because Joe will be out. He won't even last a year. Or he might not even be calling in the shots at all. Oh. I mean, like you said, he, he <laughs> just hello, might be. Might. Hello, Captain Obvious. Dude, the guy, <laughs> the guy can't think for two seconds. I feel very sad. You know what? I'm over it. I'm over the fact that it's elder abuse. I'm over feeling sad for him. It's like, this is but, just cruel. Well, nothing else new. Well, this is how I handle Joe Biden. I judge Joe Biden off of everything in his past, not the current, right? Because I mean, because it's not even fair to. That's kind of low hanging fruit to to go there with him now. Fair point. But he he has enough in his past that I mean, when he was actually no in, in, in his in his right mind, right. That you can judge him that. Um, but Stacey Abrams keeps lying for Joe, so let's let's continue. It's all gone. Your whole campaign strategy for the last four years that he's a Russian, that's been wiped away. And that you're a better person than him morally. It's all wiped away because Joe Biden is not a better person than Donald Trump. In fact, he's uh, maybe a little worse. He's, he's certainly killed more people. He certainly <laughs> killed more people. And he's lied more, actually. I know that sounds crazy, right? Well, he's had more opportunity. Here's more Stacey Abrams. The New York Times did a deep investigation and they found that the accusation was not credible. Okay, that's a lie. That's not true. That's not what happened. Our Ah. investigation made no conclusions either way, said the New York Times. Wow. So that's the big talking point. Wow. That they that the. That people like Stacey Abrams and other surrogates for Joe Biden have been saying is that the New York Times did an investigation and they found out it's not credible. Well, actually, what they found out was that they made our investigators made no conclusion either way. Hmm. <laughs> that was really some, a lot. It, it was also some deep ass reporting. If uh, I don't, I, don't know, I wish I, had, I wish I knew the exact quote, but there was mm-hmm. something like, uh, you know. Nothing could be confirmed about uh, Joe Biden, uh, about sexual harassment, you know, other than some, uh, you know, like fondling <laughs> in the past. No patterns were established. I mean, the guy is always touching people. And uh, and, it's, and it's on video. I mean, that's, I mean the that's, that's the crazy thing. It's all, all if you just watch it with a I mean, just as unbiased, it just doesn't sit right with you. You know, um, especially with the kids, that that's that's what really bothers me. And if your name is and I'm not talking about like some uh, rigged up YouTube video. I'm talking about if you just go to C-SPAN and watch some of these swearing in ceremonies. Right. It's, it's totally weird. Yeah. Uh, 
But can I can I get a pick me for Stacey Abrams? Cause she's she's working hard for her money. Please pick me. <laughs> well, one more. Please pick me. <laughs> that should be her ringtone. That'd be perfect for her. <laughs> well, let, let's let let's let uh, Stacy wrap up uh, with her lying to CNN. Please pick me. In fact, that lie has triggered more people to talk about it. Ah. <sighs> Believe that those allegations have to be investigated by credible sources. The New York Times did a deep investigation, and they found that the accusation was not credible. I believe Joe Biden. I believe that he is a person who has demonstrated that his love of... I believe Joe Biden. They went from I believe all women to I believe Joe Biden. Family, his love of our community has been made perfectly clear through his work as a congressional leader and as an American leader. I know Joe Biden, and I think that he is telling the truth and that this did not happen. Wow. That's awesome. So it- and I, th- I think there- Stacey Abrams probably, I think, I think probably they should reveal that Stacey Abrams is interested in becoming vice president. I'm sure that <laughs> I, I didn't see this whole interview, but I'm, I'd be surprised if people don't know that by now. But yeah, you're right. They certainly should disclose that. If I they mean, why, why wouldn't she love him? I love him, right? I love him. I just love him. Uh-huh. Oh, hey, Joe, look there at me. You know, there's there's something beautiful taking place in in the in the entire media landscape where we've got deconstruction of deconstruction of this is this is Dorsey, right? His show. What's it? What, what's the guy's? Show? I like him. What's his name? This is J- it's Jimmy Dore. Jimmy Dore. Jimmy and- Dore. That's what I mean. Jimmy Dore. It, it, very a good format. Interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. He's kind of uh, he's he's you know he swings all over the place, which I like with his uh, his just. It's an interesting show, but he's he's deconstructing, and we're deconstructing his deconstruction. The, the, my point is, the public is not stupid anymore. It just doesn't work when you go to the New York Times and say, "Well, you know, really, uh, seems like that was a you know nice deep report." Or you go uh, wherever it is, you know, on MSNBC. Well, totally, it's all done. It's all taken. I don't have to worry about it. That used to be real. That's all you had to do. Interviewing the Times. Okay, maybe we'll do the Washington Post. Do 60 Minutes. I mean, really, if, if you had to do the full Sunday morning shows, what do they call it? A full a full Condoleezza Rice? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the full, I think that's what it is. And, you know, you do all the, the, the Sunday morning shows. That's how the world used to be run. And that was it. That was the story. And you could yak about it at the water cooler. But now we look look at what we're able to find. Look what we're able to compare. Look at what we're like able to put together. So I don't know why anyone thinks that still works. I mean, they clearly do. Stacey Abrams is right there. Oh, as long as I just say it here and say it this way, it'll be so. I don't have to worry about it. Can I always point to the New York Times, and there it is. Well, the problem is you have a bunch of people trying to preserve their jobs. And they're just like, you know, it's an echo chamber. Of course. Like, oh, yeah, this worked. This worked in 84. You know, uh, it, it put <laughs> it put it put it put this uh, candidate over the top. Uh, as you can hear, anything that shakes anything, uh, even I didn't think it was a bad idea for Joe and um, Stacey to come out on their ticket from the opening. But they're so rattled. That it's something different that it just it doesn't register with them. And. Like you said, they think people are dumb. We're not <laughs> dumb. We we have YouTube. You know, we can we have clips and we have social right. media and right. 
every every little thing that you say now is captured and screenshotted and um uh links and it's just so much information and as this plays out you're going to start to hear that a lot of opposing sides are starting to agree on some very some fundamental things yeah so yeah so fundamental things and jimmy Dore is on the left yeah so if these are the people that they need to turn out to vote right so they're saying oh yeah um they're going to be held to the same standard they have with Kavanaugh. It's not the fact that it's the right. I mean, the Republicans aren't going to vote for you. So, I mean, they already look at you as a hypocrite. But people that actually are not caught up under the spell, and we talk about this all the time, if you're not under the spell, then you smell the BS. Yep, easily. And I think more and more people are waking up and the spells are not working anymore. Well, that's I'm I'm hopeful that the Rona did that. I think a lot of people got overloaded they got really tired uh and they saw all the experts everybody having different opinions different things taking place things happening not the way they were supposed to models data things changing i think they were like screw it you're all full of crap which of course yeah. is true wear, wear <laughs> a mask is, don't wear a mask yeah. you know it's like yeah. to, to back, wear a mask to, back, to don't wear a mask it's like which exactly. one is it and exactly. you people don't know anything what you're talking about and yeah. I just think people are getting a lot smarter uh, than ones that pay attention. Then you just have those people up. that just No, they're wising up. Well, yeah. more and more. Again, never underestimate the American public. And I, I'm excited just to be part of it. Yeah. Um, well, Stacey wasn't the only um, woman of color or colored, colored woman, woman throwing her hat throwing her hat in the ring. We had... Um, Wait a minute. Mo, we, 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 we got, so when you say uh, person of color... Woman of color. I got. I got to be like in the background, like diamond and silk. So, so let's try it out. <laughs> so, right. so, so Stacey Abrams was the only woman of color. <laughs> Wait, I wasn't ready. Okay, do it again. Okay, Stacey Abrams was the only woman of color. Colored woman. <laughs> See, I got it. See, now I got it. Now I got it. Okay. <laughs> so wherever um, we, wherever we go, that's what I do. Okay, that's that's my gig now. <laughs> all right. Thank you. That's called it's called a hype man. Uh, <laughs> it's cool. It's good with me. Uh, well, she wasn't the only. We have uh, Kamala Harris. Yeah. Let's just go down the list. Uh, Stacey Abrams, and it's this um, for lack of better, no pun intended. Um, Nina Turner is the dark horse because she's Bernie Sanders' right hand, right hand woman, mm-hmm. uh, and has been. Well, we have uh, Nina Turner on with um, our favorite two. Um, left-leaning uh, media people, Sagar and Crystal Ball, and she talks about maybe if she'll be VP. Those are not, you know, defeating President Trump and making a demand are not mutually exclusive. Those two things go together. It is both true that President Trump is a horrible president, and that's keeping it PG. And it is also true that the Democratic nominee has to show folks what he will do to make the changes in their lives that they need, not just to survive, but to thrive. People have been surviving for the last 40 years. We need to get into thrive mode, and that's not too much to ask have we talked about her very much i don't think so no we have we haven't talked about her very much at all i'm not even in the sanders episode no um because i had i had like i said these clips build up right so it's like some things i was like ah well we can't really go deep into that 
that rabbit hole on one show because I don't want to get lost. So I store these things back and you know, I'll come back around to it. That's all good. Now, she, now she just said here, you know, voting Trump out and making demands you know, are not mutually exclusive, right? Mm-hmm. So why is it that when we held Bernie Sanders to that about reparations and, you know, we're, we're tired of just surviving for 400 years, Bernie, not 40. <laughs> uh, we want to thrive. She was tone deaf. She's supposed to be the person in uh, Bernie Sa- uh, in Bernie Sanders' ear. Mm-hmm. Why was he? Why was he so tone deaf on on reparations? This just goes to lend more towards my theory of him being a uh, controlled opposition because that shouldn't have been a blind spot for him with Nina Turner and uh, Killer Mike and other people that was in his corner, but it was. Mm. Uh. So I just found that interesting that she's talking about making demands now when it's coming to the general, but when foundational blacks or native blacks or however you want to put it, we're making. I'm trying. I'm trying to see kind of who she rolls with. You know, it's not very apparent that she rolls with any particular clan. Just looking from her uh, from her political history, she's a a a Bernie burner. So so, (laughs) she's a burner, which means you really have no place in today's Democrat party. You're just not going to be accepted. You're you, you, you're, you got no shot from the outset unless there's some kind of odd thinking, uh, that you'd get all of the vote by having some Bernie smell attached to her. But then you wind up, you know, if you follow through the plan, then you got her as president. Well, I think this play, I don't think the, Biden camp is ever considering her. No, I think this play would elevate her into another echelon of conversation because Bernie's going to ride off into the sunset, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to have somebody take that role slip into the the vacuum, right? And I think this was a very orchestrated, and you're going to hear it later, very orchestrated interview, and this goes to show you even the people that you consider credible or unbiased as, as possible in media still use their platform sure. to push, to push their, their wants onto people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, that first clip was just to talk about why, why, why was he so tone deaf on reparations? If you're in his ear, I don't understand this. I mean, to say, and he said a hard no <laughs> two times, right? I mean, in six, 16 and 20, and she's been on with him in both, election so i don't understand why he was so lost to continue on with uh <clears throat> sanders and the black outreach she talks more about it in this, this second clip i mean it take, these things take time and the african-american community is extremely loyal extremely brand loyal and what you had in 2016 as you had in 2020 were two candidates who you know for 30 years of their career have been uh, one candidate, you know, running, well, both candidates have been running for president or been engaged in presidential politics for a very long time. And so it takes time. I want people not to think that the movement, the Sanders movement, our movement, because if the movement belongs to us, it's really a young movement, relatively mm-hmm. speaking. You know, he ran in 2016. He upended every, every notion of what it means to run and to tell people people that you do deserve Medicare for all, college for all, etc. And then he repeated that in 2020. When you compare that to neoliberals or the corporate Democrats, that is young. 
And so this movement will only continue to grow and get bigger and get better. When it comes to the African-American community, Crystal, as you laid out, the millennials and the Zs were solidly in the corner of Senator Bernie Sanders. <coughs> you know, it's really too bad. I'm looking at her, uh, at her website, ninaturner.org. She seems mm-hmm. like she seems pretty cool, actually. She, oh, no, she does. I mean, I, I don't have anything against her. I'm just saying that I'm showing how political power works. Uh, no, I, I, <clears throat> I guess what I'm saying is she's actually too cool to be even considered for this uh, for this snake pit. You know, she she probably is sincere and honest. <laughs> she she probably actually wants to change things from just looking at what I'm finding. So that right. so that but disqualifies she, her. <laughs> Disqualifying. But she, sees, but she does see an opportunity because <clears throat> the top of that of the Bernie uh, Sanders movement is gone. Bernie Sanders. I mean, he's not going right. to run again. No, no, no. That's uh, done. Twenty twenty four. So I think she's leveraging herself to be a political power because if you know, yeah. she kept saying. The movement is young and belongs to right. us. Belongs to us. Right. Uh, Please you know, these, me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. So I, I I play these two clips to set up this third clip. Now, just listen to how orchestrated, in my opinion, this next segment goes. He should pick a leader who has sway and who will excite those parts of the Democratic coalition. Um, Elizabeth Warren has gotten asked if she would serve as vice president. Stacey Abrams is out there making her pitch to serve as vice president. Nina, if you were asked to serve as vice president to Joe Biden, would you? Oh, my God, Crystal. No, you just didn't do that to me right here on Rising. I, I don't I don't I don't have to worry about that fantasy. It's it's yeah. not gonna happen. You know, I'm too much too much of a truth teller uh for yeah. the corporate is dimmed. But what I please pick me. Did you did, did you hear the setup? Like, oh how dare you Oh ask my me that? I can't believe you did that. I'm, I'm clutching my pearls. <laughs> right that that was a that was the worst acting I have ever seen <laughs> since <Yeah>. Sharknado. <laughs> <laughs> Good line. Hey, man, I have friends who play in Sharknado, so. <laughs> I- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh- <laughs> yes. You know, Kari Wurr? No. She's, I think she's one of the stars. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've never seen the movies, but I mean, I, I'm putting I've Kari seen, in the yeah. show notes. I'm putting Kari Wurr in the show notes. She, she, now, she but, got a mention. But this is this is clearly this escalates, you know, or elevates uh, for a better word, um, Nina into you know how it's going to play out. Well, in 2020, she was into the uh, the VP discussion. Oh, yeah. so you know. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, this is a yeah, uh, former uh, VP. Um, when you say con- considered considered uh, considered or something like yes. that. Yeah. But considered but, as a VP candidate, you know, on the short list. That's yeah. not, that's how to say it. She was on the short list of short uh, possible. List. Yeah, VPs. yeah, VP shortlisted. Uh but she does that's what she does. I mean, she's a she's a commentator. She I think she makes her money uh doing that right now. Yes. I'm I'm just saying that it was I don't blame her for doing it because <laughs> it was a great power move. I'm sure. just saying the way it played out was like Oh, you didn't know they were going to ask this? It's like, come on. Right, and then right. the whole video was in, uh, titled, 
uh, Nina Turner reveals whether she will serve as Biden's <laughs> vice president or not. This whole thing was built around <laughs> around the ass. What? So. <laughs> There's gambling going on? I'm shocked. <laughs> so that that's that, that's the wrap on the whole VP thing. Um, they have to get a you know a woman of color, a colored woman. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Hallelujah. (laughs) They have to get a woman of color. I think Stacey Abrams is the big money's choice. I mean, of course, if her and Bloomberg are are cool like that, he's going to, you know, he's going to make his demands that she may be picked. Well, this Uh, is this is is a very important. This is a very important point. Uh, Bloomberg plays a big role. If he if mm-hmm. he brings out the money, he's gonna he's gonna have a big thing to do. So, be interesting. It's it's gonna be very interesting, and I, I just don't know. Mm-hmm. But you uh you foreshadowed, uh, Mr. Uh, Obama, uh, and in recent in the recent weeks, he came out and he endorsed uh Joe Biden. He sure did. So that's gonna take us into our, uh, the B block. Today, Barack Obama, Barack Hussein Obama, endorsed uh, Joe Biden for president. Let's play that clip. But if there's one thing we've learned as a country from moments of great crisis, it's that the spirit of looking out for one another can't be restricted to our homes or our workplaces or our neighborhoods or our houses of worship. It also has to be reflected in our national government. The kind of leadership that's guided by knowledge and experience. Honesty and humility, empathy and grace. That kind of leadership doesn't just belong in our state capitals and mayor's offices. It belongs in the White House. And that's why I'm so proud to endorse Joe Biden for president of the United States. Okay, is this going to (laughs) matter? No, not at all. (laughs) Zero. (laughs) Uh, This guy. I don't understand. This is what I don't understand. You have the money. You have the power. Right? You have the name. You're the first black president. Why not just let, you know, let this come out and say, you know what, black folks, we're not voting until we get, you know, reparations. You've already been elected. Why not say that? But I'm, well, <laughs> I know I'm dreaming here. Well, <laughs> well, now, well, this is, these are all very good questions. He could be king. I mean, like, uh, to be honest with you, if he came out and said that, what I've just said, he would probably be the most powerful man in politics. Uh, Yes, but, you know, there's obviously something else going on. Of course. I visited Kenya as (laughs) uh, the first sitting American president to come from Kenya. (laughs) Sorry. No, his real problem is right now, uh, he he effed up. Uh, they tried to cover up what they were doing with the FBI and and the Trump campaign, and he's going to have to he's going to have to come to account for that. So that I mean, I think the only reason he so the, there's a whole bunch of agendas going on for Joe Biden, in my view, to have uh-huh. Joe Biden in there, and one of them is there's a big uh, criminal ring. Uh, with some really crappy things that took place in politics on political rivals. Obama was a part of it. 
Joe was a part of it. Clinton was a part of it. A lot of people took part in this. Uh, it's unfolding as we speak, and documents are being declassified. And mm-hmm. and and this is why Obama could not just do ex- no matter what he he could have done anything. You're telling me all he could do was come up with with a, two crappy Netflix documentaries? Come on now, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm practicing. No, this. You know, I think he was too busy and preoccupied with not getting busted on this. And a lot of people's um, business is uh, is connected to to this. So the, Joe is the vehicle to to keep control. That's why Joe must win. Must win. That's that's true. But if he comes out and wraps himself in the talking points of tangibles and reparations, he will be untouchable. Well, he would completely be untouchable. But what I'm saying, we know he can't do that because he has such so many corporate interests in being back. I mean, he went through well, the same. Well, also, I'm just going to say it, bro. That Stacey Abrams went through. I'm just going to yes. say it. Obama doesn't care about black people. Let me just say it. He doesn't care I'm about talk- white people. He doesn't care about anybody but himself. No, I think you. I, I think. I, let me make my point clear. I'm talking about the, for his self-serving interest. <laughs> As a, as a, you know, um, as we pointed out before, if you have black people behind you or so-called black people or quote unquote black people behind you, the press really doesn't mess with you. If it's, you no, know, if you have the majority of people behind you, right? right. Because it's like, you know, um, it's kind of how like Bill Cosby fell off because he had his pound cake moment. Black people stopped messing with him. And then he, he was an open target, right? The same, I'm not saying mm-hmm. he did or didn't do it. I'm mm-hmm. just saying. If you have the people behind you, then it's more protection. But he he's not aware of that, and it's very it would be very easy for him to do, but he didn't. Um, so, well, but he, and, I, he, and I, think, I think we're saying the same thing. And the reason why he's right. not aware because he doesn't care. He doesn't he doesn't know. To him, reparations is not a concept that he even I think even really understands. Certainly not at heart. Not not in his soul. Well, in 08, he said he he's not for cash payments. He said that in 08. So, I mean, that lets you know what he's saying. I'm just saying for self-preservation, if I was in his shoes, I would get the people behind me, especially how this thing is stacking up against him. That way he can say, man, they've been, they've been trying to get me since 08, you know, kind of thing. So. Well, that wow, well, okay. Well, that would be a very different Obama. That is not his uh, style. His and style that's why is he's, above it all. That's, you why know? He's on the run. that's why he's on the run. He's now. in trouble. I, yeah. No, I agree. I think he's in big trouble with all of this. Poor guy. Uh, he got suckered into it. Yeah, and Karen Hunter asked a question, does this help? Uh, let's listen to her guest answer that question. Is this too soon? Is it is it going to matter? 866-801-8255. Does this endorsement matter, Drew? I think, uh, I think anything that Barack Obama does in the election cycle is going to matter, right? I, I think at this point, it has to matter for not just for for Joe Biden, but it also has it has to have some significance for Barack Obama. We saw in the last election mm. cycle that Barack Obama put the entire force of his presidency, of his popularity, of his notoriety and his respect behind Hillary Clinton. And it didn't get her over the finish line. It has to. It has to have an impact 
for uh, for Joe Biden. It's going to have to, or it will reflect negatively on, I feel like, Barack Obama's legacy. I I agree with that. And I was going to say, I don't, it didn't feel like he put the full force behind Hillary. To me, it didn't. (laughs) <laughs> really <laughs> really no that so- that- felt like it to me <laughs> that sound effect said it all when he said Ugh. Like, that's- and it did. this is see this is exactly why you heard Karen Hudson on our last show talking the talk you know using the, the catchphrases and yeah, you know yeah, 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 yeah. but so then true. she jumps right back oh I'm not a Democrat or a Republican you know I mean that kind of thing right sure. I'm, I'm for, for the people mm-hmm. but she <laughs> goes right back into uh, demo you saying Democrat bot because she knows just like I know just like her guest knows Barack Obama put everything he had uh, behind Hillary Clinton yep all the capital and, and I'm not saying that I can with proof. And the proof comes from our very first show, Adam. Oh, uh, my goodness. Uh, this is what we call really old receipts. Right. These, these are, yeah, these are carbon copy receipts. <laughs> so from, from the credit card machine, it goes. Shoo, shoo. Right. <laughs> this is from the uh, Congressional, uh, Congressional Black Caucus. Uh, Obama urges Af- African-Americans to vote one. If I hear anybody saying their vote does not matter, then it doesn't matter who we elect. Read up on your history. It matters. We've got to get people to vote. In fact, if you want to give Michelle and me a good send-off, and that was a beautiful video, but don't just watch us walk off into the sunset now. Get people registered to vote. If you care about our legacy, realize everything we stand for is at stake. All the progress we've made is at stake in this election. My name may not be on the ballot, but our progress is on the ballot. That's right. My legacy. My legacy. My legacy. That's what I'm talking about. See how he talks to us? Well, he said our legacy, but you know what he meant. Right, but what I'm saying is the tone, and I brought this up on the first yes, show. Yes, you did. Yes, the you tone. Did. Listen mm-hmm. to the tone. Mm-hmm. Now, listen to the tone of how he talks when he talks to General America, right? Mm-hmm. But he, he talks to us like scolding a He talks child. down. He talks down. Right. But, and Karen knew this. If I know this, she should know this. She's, you know what I'm saying? She's the big time uh, show host over at uh, a Sirius Radio, and her host knew this. But she, oh, she, I, I don't think he uh, put her, uh, uh, everything behind uh, Hillary. He sit here and just chastised black folks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, l- l- well, that, and it's, did, it's, well, it's, it, let me just—it's interesting because when I hear that, mm-hmm. uh, of course, after I heard it with you, and after you told me, uh, after you said, "Well, look, he's scolding us." It, to uh, to me, it's like I, I didn't hear that the first time. Like he could be saying that to anybody, but it's very specific, and and it really matters to uh, uh, <laughs> it really matters to African Americans when he's when he's talking down like that. It's it, it it's there's something there that it's uh, that's a dynamic that I'm that I just don't know. Right, there's a tone that he only uses for us. Yeah, uh, exactly. A and tone. he didn't. He didn't stop there. 
he continues on. <laughs> and after we have achieved historic turnout in 2008 and 2012, especially in the African-American community, I will consider it a personal insult, an insult to my legacy. If this community lets down its guard and fails to activate itself in this election, Damn. you want to give me a good send off? Go vote. Activate. 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 <laughs> Woo! He didn't even. He didn't he even hold even back. He not even it. not even covering. Just activate. Right. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. So this is. Wait, why but you know what? You know what I hear now? Now I hear desperation. I hear a little de- bit of desperation that I didn't hear before. Now that we're seeing the wheels coming off of his uh, his uh, gliding off into the sunset. Well, well, let's put it in a pro- proper perspective too. He knew what was hanging out there that's now coming to light four years later. Yes, he did. When he's saying my legacy, he's not talking about the bills that he, you know, and the uh, uh, things that he helped get passed as president, you know, um, or the 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 agendas that he pushed. He's talking about li- li- literally yeah, it's, uh, yeah. his uh, reputation and um, presidency. Uh, it's It's amazing. Like I said. But people like Karen Hunter, I, I don't think he put everything. But how could she say that? How, how could she say that? <laughs> how could she say that? I don't but, know. You know what? I don't know. I don't know. This Mo. goes to what you were talking about earlier that we have we have the tape. <laughs> you right. Can't, you, know, you can't hide it from us anymore. Well, it's probably just sadness, I guess. That, you know, he put all of the legacy in. It didn't make a difference. You still got to uphold the guy. He's a symbol for the party. He's a symbol for America still. Uh, it just doesn't have the juice anymore. I don't think he is a symbol for America anymore. No, uh, for uh, people who, who are not Americans. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think he, I mean, I don't, he, he had he burned every bridge. Hispanics don't care for him because, you know, have the, the talking point. Again, he deported uh, hold on a Again, he's a symbol for America. Uh, that's what people from outside America see. That's what I meant by that. Oh, okay. okay. Not, for, yeah. not so much for, obviously not for Americans because like, whatever. Thanks, bro. Uh, but for outside, it's like, oh, yeah, Barack Obama. That was, you know, it's even worse than it is here Look from the outside the U.S. looking in. Yeah, he's a, he's a brand. He's still totally. a brand. Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah, but, absolutely. But um, let's listen to the final clip from uh, Karen Hunter talking about the the Obama endorsement. Um, I, I didn't feel like he put everything behind Hillary Clinton to win. And I think this is different. I think his relationship with Joe Biden is different. I think, you know, yeah. uh, his history with Joe Biden. And I also kind of feel like Barack Obama is kind of telling us that he's in, too. Like, I I envision that Joe Biden's presidency is not just about him being commander in chief, but about the coalition he's going to put together that will lead this country, but also kind of put us in a position where we have all 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 of these people. I think Hillary's going to join it. You know, like folks that have experience, that have knowledge, that know where bones are buried, but more importantly, that have resources to come together to put the economy back, to put humanity back. I think, you know, I, I feel like. This was kind of telegraphing. This is going to be a coalition. It's not just going to be a one-man band. Yeah, I, mean, I think that that's the main thing that that people need to start to get and to feel. 
one of the things that the Biden campaign has got to do is they've got to showcase to America that this is not just about Joe Biden. This is about the coalition that Joe Biden brings back. <laughs> exactly. A technocratic, technocratic presidency. We've got weekended Bernie's and Joe's propped up. He's yep. with a smile on his face with his aviators. And they got all the other people doing all their little bits and bobs, doing their thing for the party. Basically, it's, a, it's a third term for Barack. Well, I mean, it's, you ha- it's a you third have Hillary. T- let me put you it this way. You have Hillary chipping in. <laughs> you have Hillary chipping in. It's and- a third term for the people who are running Barack. That's what it is. Yes. Correct. Correct. That, that's a fair statement. So. But that's what they're saying. You can hear it now. That's going to be the talking point. It's a coalition. You know, it's the Obama coalition. Yes. Gonna, let's, yeah, let's yeah, listen, yeah, yeah. Let's listen for that. Yeah, the, you're um, right. You're right. You're right. The Obama, the coalition. That's right. We'll have advisors, you know, smart people. Like and I'm Obama. not the only one that detected this because I know I go to Sagar. And, and the reason why I go to Sagar and Crystal Ball and Jimmy Dore, because I don't want to hear the corporate left. Because all they're going to do is carry the line. I mean, no, that's all and, they're going to do. And these are very enjo- these people are very <clears throat> enjoyable to watch. Door is cool. Uh, right. I, I don't watch uh, Crystal Ball's show at all, but if I come across an episode, I'll watch it. It's very and, 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 ha- and you know they and who gives a crap? They're, but they're not crazy. They're just they have they're leftists, but they're not nuts. And they understand modern media. Because yes. they people like chunks. They like their news in chunks, right? I mean, now nobody sits down and watches an hour program, a two hour news program. No, it's that, more that, of that's let what, me get the segment I want to see. That's what podcasts are for. Right. I mean, because we, we take the hour. Yeah, we, we <laughs> hour take away news. from the. Yeah, exactly. We've, right. we've ruined the news documentary. Right. So it's just, it just fits because they understand it. And it's like, let me talk about this one topic for maybe 15 minutes. And get in and get out. Um, but with that said, let, um, we're going to listen to uh, Sagar's uh, view on the Obama endorsement. And the best part is, as risers know, we already have a test case for this. Her name was Hillary Clinton. And here is what happened the last time Barack Obama put it all on the line for her. In fact, if you want to give Michelle and me a good send off, and that was a beautiful video, but don't just watch us. Walk off into the sunset now. Get people registered to vote. And by some miracle, if Biden does become president, what exactly is he going to do? I posed this question yesterday on Twitter after Obama's announcement, noting that Biden doesn't really have a platform. He kind of just exists as a husk onto which all establishment figures project their desires upon. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. And how is it that Sagar could know that Obama put everything behind Hillary Clinton ha- actually had the same clip I had but Karen Hunter oh I, uh, you didn't put everything behind her I'm c- knock it off this is why these people have to be called out and I know it may seem like I'm riding on somebody no when you're disingenuous and you set out to trick people and rewrite history then you come in my radar and I have to address it do you think that uh, Sagar was maybe a a Hillary voter? Or like I'm not. I can't really figure out his politics because mm. I I don't know. I don't. Mm. I don't. I don't mm. think so. Because if I were if I were uh, someone who was supporting Hillary Clinton in 2016, 
I don't think I would say Obama uh, gave it his all. He put a lot of his political capital in there, but um, I think he could have done a, a lot better with the personal push. But he hates Hillary, so you know I think he gave her more than she deserved from him. And that's the other thing that nobody ever talks about. Uh, considering their relationship, he gave it his all. I mean, we had to we had to look at it in that in that through that lens because 08 was dirty. Oh uh, yeah, oh yeah, was, oh yeah. Let's let's re, let's remind oh. people that Hillary Clinton was that racist in 08. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was hoping that Barack Obama got shot. Her her campaign. <laughs> it was her campaign people in 2008 who started the uh, birth certificate. That was her people. That's, that's fake news, that. Adam. That's, that's fake news, right? Yeah, well, I mean, no, it's not fake news. Go <laughs> look know, it up. I've read the <laughs> right. documents. I know all the elite secrets. Right. The the, the turban pictures, all that was a, a democratic strategy. All of that stuff. Uh, right. But, I mean, it's just amazing how re- history was rewritten in 2016 where none of that ever happened. And Bill Clinton did say Barack Obama would be carrying their bags. <laughs> South Carolina. Uh, yeah, that's so right. That's right. Let's, let's just not forget that. So, considering all of that, I don't think he really liked Hillary and really probably didn't want her to get elected. But in some way, he did because he knew what was hanging out there. So, I mean, he was in a he was in a very strange place. Uh, allow Uh-oh. me, allow me to just look at it one different way. Mm-hmm. Obama really never had much control he was run by brennan in my opinion run by the cia i mean all the policy everything that's how he got through he had he has zero almost zero real political experience when he got to the job mm-hmm. he didn't he didn't hire hillary clinton for secretary of state because he felt pity or oh well, she'd be great for the job no she was part of that machine that was running him he had no choice so this it's very true. Uh, that's how I see it. I mean, I don't see. Oh well, yes, I'll bring in Hillary. That'll be great. She'll be great for the co- no. She was running massive deals. She was involved with everybody. <laughs> well, she was running massive deals for who? The CFR for for the mothership. So <laughs> well, <laughs> for, yes. Because <laughs> that because that that statement was from when she was in at the U.S. Uh, U.S. Department on U.S. State, State, State Department. Department. Yeah. So, so yes, she was running the same plays. She was running plays for the same people that's empowering um, uh, Stacey Abrams. So I mean, nothing's changed. It's just the the, the faces have changed. Exactly. <clears throat> With that said, and I'm going to stop saying that, but um, let's continue on. Uh, going back to Jimmy Dore. he says that Obama is gaslighting people with the, with his endorsement. Joe has the character and the experience to guide us through one of our darkest. Joe has no character. Joe is literally a sociopathic liar. (laughs) People knew this the first time he ran for president. He had to drop out because they showed videotapes of him lying over and over and over and over again. Said he said he graduated top of his class. He didn't said he had a double major. He didn't. Said, okay, said he uh, gave speeches that were for other politicians speeches in England said it was his. He he did this all in public. Look what he did to Anita Hill. 
This is the guy. So right now you guys told me Kavanaugh was the worst thing in the world. But now Joe Biden is okay. And you wonder why we have Trump. And heedless through a long recovery. And I know he'll surround himself with good people. Experts, scientists, military officials who actually know who actually tell us we should invade Libya, drop 26,000 bombs on Syria. Tell us we should open the Arctic to drilling whenever Shell Oil asks. Tell us to build cages to put immigrants in. We should gas immigrants at the. That's the kind of experts Joe Biden's going to put in his cabinet. (laughs) The Joe Coalition, (laughs) the Joko, the Joe Coalition, everybody. (laughs) Joko. That's right. That you're picking up on a lot of good stuff there, Mo, with the coalition. I'd really caught all that. When you put it all together, yes. it makes sense. Well, Jimmy's not holding back. <laughs> he and if you and this is the point why I use these these set of clips. If you if I go to Fox News, get the same as that information, the people are like, oh, well, Fox News is just hating. You know, they're just they're they're going to tear Obama down any chance they get. This is coming from the left. This is coming from, quote unquote, social uh, democratic socialists, uh, uh, leaning people. This is not coming from your far right uh, talking uh, think tanks and talking points. No. Uh, Kids in cages. You heard Jimmy Dore say himself that that came from Obama's uh, uh, time in office. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You, You wouldn't hear this. On MSNBC, you won't hear this on CNN. So you, it's this weird. You're getting these strange uh, coalitions forming, where it's anti-establishment or anti-globalist versus globalist. That that's the divide now. It's not more Democrat Republican. That's you, and it's not only in the political sphere. It's making it down to the people. Do you think that uh, Jimmy Dore is an anti-globalist? <clears throat> I would say so. I would think so. Because uh, he's pro worker. It's it's a weird it's a weird relationship because. I think I think it's like pro people versus pro. I mean, like pro establishment, right? That's why I said these anti establishment. Yeah. Well, it's it. This. So I'm not sure how it is. It's maybe not so much a coalition as it is a tribe, and 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 this is what I've identified. You know, this tribal media where you have groups of people and they congregate around. Uh, like a media property so uh but mm-hmm. they cross over so joe rogan is another example um yes i think rogan uh rogan is actually quite non-political mm-hmm. which i think represents a large portion of people who are you know i, I want to vote for someone you know I, I like this part but they're not really that deeply involved and yeah but 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 when it's there but now there's voice so they have a voice this voice was never possible in the if you look at just talk shows talk radio in general always been a more like like republican conservative medium they've tried it so many times actual talk radio on the left air america was one massive failure uh because and I think it's because just free form of thought is frowned upon 
by by left by leftist media. They want it scripted. They want the sound dead. NPR. This is what's happening in politics. You know, so they want that they want that script and they want rigorous and kind of militaristic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what you have when it comes to most media. And then, and and opinion has always been a television media of the left. The, the television opinion has always been a medium of the left. And I think it's lost on them. The worst thing you probably can be in this in in this era is a hypocrite. Right. More than anything else, uh, that's because that's what the exposed culture is like all, all about, right? Because a person says one thing, and I can go get the receipts to prove they said another thing. Right. Well, but but people have very short memories because they'll blame uh, the administration for not doing enough when Tony Fauci is a hero, but he was saying the same thing everyone else was saying th- two months ago. So, uh, and, and the people that buy into that, you, you, there's no saving them. Thank you. Uh, exactly. Uh, I, I just think, but I will say this: when enough people. When we hit that saturation point, I don't know what that number is. Then it, the truth starts to change. Uh, we knew some of the stories about Joe Biden uh, years ago. Sure. But when you look at it through the hypocrisy lens, now it's like, oh, he's a he, he fails, right? Because it's like, and then everybody that supports him fail as well because it's, well, you were after Kavanaugh, you were after Trump. Now, this is the standard that's been set. When we hold him up against the standard. Right, everybody looks like a hypocrite. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the worst thing you can be in, 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 today's, in today's society. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so I think that that's what it boils down to. Well, we have to venture over oh, and no. get the boule uh, <laughs> point of view. Please, <laughs> pick um, me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on Biden's uh, on Obama's endorsement for Biden, so we got to go see what Roland Martin's talking about. Oh, my friend, yes, of course. Hey, Roland, come on in. Make a plan for how you are going to get involved. Keep taking care of yourself and your families and each other. Keep believing in the possibilities of a better world, and I will see you on the campaign trail as soon as I can. Thanks, man. That's what a real president sounds like. Also, folks, a recent poll by Black Pack, an organization that helps get black people elected to the polls, revealed that Biden's chances for election increase if he selects a black woman for his running mate. 38 percent. 30 percent of those polls said they already plan to vote for him, but that would make them more enthusiastic about it. 27 percent said it doesn't change much. 17 percent said it would make them more likely to vote for Biden. And 5 percent said it would make them more likely to turn out and vote. The reason why I played that clip the way I played it is that's the that was the natural transition from one story to the next. They played Obama's uh, <laughs> endorsement, right? Talked about it for like two seconds, <laughs> and then straight back into the the black VP, black woman VP conversation. Yeah, it's incredible. I think the the black woman VP has more power than Obama right now in the Democratic Party. Yeah, Obama from, has from, has lost it, man. He's lost it. And I would never, ever thought this would happen. It's very odd. Because he was the greatest mag- magician we ever seen. Right. To cast to cast spells, right? I mean, he could get you, he could get you caught up with, you know, with his, uh, 
his uh, verbal skills. Uh, he can <laughs> get you all wound up. Yeah. But it's it's funny because that's what a real president sounds like. Uh, I don't care how you sound like. I care about what you do. Yeah. But from the Boule point of view, it's all about optics because that's their job. Correct. Well, Roland Martin, he has this, uh, and I didn't catch her name. She is talking head and she chimes in on both the Obama, Obama endorsement and the going back to the VP, uh, the black woman VP topic. Uh, Kelly, I want to start with you. Uh, your thoughts on Obama's now in the game. Uh, was that uh, a great opening statement uh, to begin with for Joe Biden? It's just refreshing to have somebody in the spotlight who knows more than 10 words at a time. It was just very nice to see someone who actually acts presidential. I'll just say that. Um, as uh, regarding what he actually said, I mean, I don't see anything wrong with it. Like, he was absolutely right, uh, specifically when he said Republicans aren't interested in progress. They're interested in power. And that has been evident for the past four or five years of Trump running for office and now um, having the presidency. It has been a whirlwind of cronyism, nepotism, xenophobia, racism, but more importantly, just power. <laughs> Orange! Oh, man. Y- yes, that's exactly <laughs> what politics is about. Power, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> but you see their standard. Oh, he, he, he sounds presidential and he he acts presidential. <laughs> I could give a rat's patootie how you act and sound. It's about how you wield your power when you're in office. And that goes to show you one of the things that nobody ever talks about is the amount of judges Obama didn't appoint. Everybody wants to say, oh, uh, oh Trump is appointing hundreds of new judges, right? Just th- yeah, 300, that's, 400 is crazy. Right. That's because Obama didn't do his job. He was acting. He was an actor in chief. And yeah, I'm I'm rallying, I'm really railing on uh Obama here because that was the problem. These talking, these dinosaur talking heads, like Roland Martin and this other lady is talking. Um, yes, he looked presidential and he could use more than ten. I don't care if you use seven words. It, you know <laughs> two words, reparations, tangibles. That's the only two words you need to know for me. <laughs> so <laughs> Man, what would happen if that if Joe Biden all said that all of a sudden, just like, well, tangibles, reparations, uh, what the thing, you know, right? I wonder if they Come get exact the twenty fifth amendment before he even gets elected. He would be out of there. They're like, oh, Joe, <laughs> Joe flipped his lid. Uh, we got to get him out of here. And, you know. Meanwhile, just while we're joking about this, mm-hmm. the Democrats have proposed a three trillion dollar additional stimulus package. Um, now remember reparations trillion dollars has been kind of like the number right we're just throwing out there and yeah and this is all the the magic money it's a modern monetary theory it's immunized money so it won't be inflationary i think that's what they say it's magic Mm -hmm. um and you know and china's not going to own us for for doing this Uh, but instead of i mean so so they put together just as a side note, they put together this bill. I looked through it today. It's 1,800-something or other pages. And what they did is just threw a whole bunch of bills together, all this little stuff, right down to don't 
don't break up the the T band frequencies for five for six four G all kinds of stuff that have nothing to do with coronavirus. Well, they could have they could have easily easily put a trillion in there for reparations easily. Not now you see why I harped on the symbolism of them coming to us with two a uh, one to five hundred billion dollars. And, and I'm telling you, it would have been. Like, eh, yeah, fine, whatever. Because that's how it's going. I mean, now we're up to almost $10 trillion. They're not really mentioning the true number. But it's going to be, if this passes, it'll be up to $10 trillion. I think 10% of the $10 trillion <laughs> would have been okay. Let's go back to talk about what Cory Booker said on the last show. We couldn't even talk about, these are his words. Yeah. We couldn't even talk about this. That's right. Until now. So actually getting it? No, no, no. And and I understand the likelihood of getting it is very low, but this is the same thing as open borders or yep. uh reversing Roe versus Wade. You have your marker. By the way, in that that they did put in. <laughs> they put in all kinds of stipulations uh you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people who are undocumented in the United States work and pay taxes. And they, right. and so they're illegally here. They pay taxes uh, with the use of a TIN, a taxpayer information number, which the IRS uh, gladly provides them. So mm-hmm. what the, uh, what this bill proposes is that anyone who has a TIN, uh, uh, no matter what it is, social security number or just a TIN, they can now get stimulus payments and well as well retroactively to the <laughs> to the past payment. So just so you know, uh, people of color, <laughs> guess who's getting your money? And nobody says a damn thing <laughs> except us. Yeah. Uh, so continue on with Roland Martin. Uh, the the VP conversation comes back because they really didn't have anything to say about Obama. She she Kelly says that he everything he said it sounds right, even though we heard uh, Jimmy Dore and Sagar rip his uh, endorsement apart piece by piece, saying how what he said was incorrect and he's the source of a lot, a lot of the problems. But they carry the they carry the the party line here, mm-hmm. uh, and that and that's real. What's being exposed here is these people that talk black don't walk black. Uh, they they walk blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess we'll get into um, Roland Martin two point one. Join Joe now. Your second point regarding a black woman being vice president, I don't have a problem with that either, obviously. Uh, But it has to be the right black woman. It has to be somebody who aligns uh, with the real core of the Democratic Party, with the crux of Joe Biden's uh, platform and, and policymaking. And I haven't seen anybody as of yet in the spotlight in that regard, um, I do have my personal pick on who that should be, but in, in the, Val Demings. Okay. Yeah. Val Demings. Um, and I haven't, but my thing is I have not seen. Hello. No, go ahead. Go ahead. 
Okay. I have not seen the push for her so much as I've seen a push for Kamala Harris. Yeah, because, but, but, like, okay, but yeah, but okay, but Kelly, there, there's a reason behind that. Val Demings didn't run for president. reasoning behind it. No, Val, Val Demings did not run for president. She did not have an entire infrastructure behind her. And from a national stand, from a national standpoint, People only saw Congresswoman Val Demings on a national level during the impeachment. I like another name. I like Val Demings. We've looked at her before, haven't we? I I don't think on this show we haven't. We haven't. She's cop. She's former cop. That's why I'm saying about Kamala Harris. Uh, That's why I foreshadowed um, Mm. to uh, earlier in the show. Yeah, but she's a real cop. She's not Kamala Harris cop. This one's an actual law enforcement officer. But if the standard is being part of the um, industrial, uh, what what they call it, the Uh, the commercial, the the prison industrial complex, complex. (laughs) right? She she's a she's a functioning member of that structure. From if you're looking at it from the left. Yeah, but now it's like, and what, I mean, let me explain what what we're hearing here. We have this lady Kelly, and we're going to have a special guest uh, chime in w- that that supports what she says. But then we have Roland Martin taking up for his boule sister <laughs> Kamala Harris. Um, reason why I say that is Roland Martin is a phi a alpha phi alpha. Mm-hmm. Kamala Harris is AKA alpha kappa alpha. So that's why he's pushing back so hard against her when she he when she brings up Val Demings mm. and 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 Roland knows that uh, Kamala Harris is not uh, politically viable because I mean we heard him on other shows and uh, talk about like oh black men are attacking the Kamala Harris because who she married nobody cares about that it's about her her record and and her um, playing playing the black role and the Asian role simultaneously. That's the things, you know, uh, that got her in trouble. Right. But that's what we're witnessing here. That's why I always come to Roland Martin show because it's the greatest source that, I mean, it, of the boule perspective. Oh, He's it's, it's, a, it's it all a, yeah, on the line. No, no, it's his, a, his show is a boule bonanza. Yeah. It is. I mean, we, it has the official boule doctor on it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it has the boule stamp of approval. Right. Chef, um, Chef, Chef Boulardie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, let's listen to uh, 3.1 and let's see who the special guest is agreeing on um, on Kelly's pick. Thank you. I will join you, Kelly. I think you are spot on. By the way, I just interviewed Val Demings today on my show. Uh, law enforcement uh, definitely is totally a badass in Congress. Uh, but more importantly, she gives you Florida, which is a state. California is already around. You know, California is going to go for Joe Biden. Florida is one of those swing states that we absolutely need. And she's somebody who is not only well-liked in Florida. But how, well-liked. Hold on. But how, how, does she, how does she give him Florida? Because people are going to turn out. Florida just had an election, right, where more than, was it, four, uh, more than a million new voters who were formerly incarcerated, who were formerly disenfranchised, are now on the, uh, able to vote in Florida. But okay. I'm not talking conventionally. I'm talking about what Joe Biden needs to win. In, in no, 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 but I'm asking you. Men who sat out in 2016 because they didn't like Hillary Clinton. They do not like Kamala Harris. They need to show up for somebody that they actually can. So wait, wait, hold on, hold on. So you're saying, so hold on, you're saying that black men 
One of the things we heard that black men didn't like Harris is because she's a prosecutor. So you're saying they're going to show up for a police chief? Yeah, because they're not the same. Yes, I am saying that. Wow, (laughs) tough toss up there. Tough toss up. Uh, It's not going to work. But it's amazing how Karen Hunter shows up on Roland Martin's show yeah. to push uh to push Val. Interesting. This is like this is this is all orchestrated and mm. nobody's talking about Obama. <laughs> did you right. did you see this? Yes, yes. They, they blew, yes this yes. is this is in sequential order of how the whole clip played out. I mean it's almost as, as if o- Obama was just like a little a little PSA, just like a little little sideshow. Okay, that's great. Okay, Brock, thanks. Obviously, that's great, but it's um, I think because it's so expected and it also, Mo, mm-hmm. if you listen to Obama's endorsement, just really just thinking about it, Joe Biden is senile. Mm-hmm. This, this, is, this is not a secret. I'm not being mean. He's senile. He's, it's over. It's like he should be enjoying himself. Okay, so I'm way beyond that. It, it bothered me a lot early on. Now I don't care. For Obama to em- endorse a senile man for president, it's it's not credible. And 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 Roland Martin knows that, and Karen knows that. It's not credible. They know it's bull crap. Obama is he made a lot of things. He's smart. He's an intelligent mm-hmm. man. He would not endorse a man who is senile for president unless there was a game plan. And that game plan is not clear because we don't have the VP who will actually be the next president. And we've now been, the party has been finagled into it having to be a woman. It has to be, get ready, a Mm -hmm. woman of color. Or a color woman. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, But who's missing from this conversation? Well, a lot of people are missing, but Michelle, Stacey Abrams. <laughs> I'm waiting for Michelle. No, Stacey no. Abrams is is not in the conversation at all. Did you notice this? Yeah, the yeah, Boule is all. not bringing her at up. all. At that's, all. That's why I said she's an outside agent from Hollywood. I would put my money on Val Demings because Val Demings understands orders. She understands what it is to be a cop. Uh, she understands what it is to be in a in a hierarchy. She can command, I'm sure she can command uh, respect. She has a, a great, I think, a good look about her. I think she has actually she did, very good look. From Florida, she, there's a lot, she a lot going for her. She doesn't have the brand. And as the gentleman said in the uh, the Carrie Hunter clips, black people are brand loyal, right? right? And she doesn't have the brand. Right. That's the problem. Yeah, she and she no does, obviously, she doesn't have the backing of the boule. Because her name didn't even come up in this conversation. But we could come up with a branding, this branding strategy for Val. We could come up with it. A law enforcement officer, no matter what, at what level, will not garner the vote that they need. Oh, the black, the the black vote. No. Right. And that's what this is all. This is all about black debation here, baby. I mean, that's, that's what we talk about. Uh, okay. It, and you missed something. Uh, did you notice now the black man vote is the is the is the crown jewel 
No. Play, 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 play the end of that clip. Maybe the last. Well, I, well, I, it's funny because I did hear. I did hear him say that, but I didn't. Yeah, Hunter said it. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, they Thank both you. said it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just hear it here. They need to show up for somebody that they actually can. So give wait, wait, hold on, hold on. So you're saying gives them that. So hold up. You're saying that black men. One of the things we heard that black men didn't like Harris is because she's a prosecutor. So you're saying they're going to show up for a police chief? Yeah, because they're not the same. Yes, I am saying. Let's, let me see what she has to say. That out in 2016 because they didn't like Hillary Clinton. They're talking about what Joe Biden needs to win. In, in no, 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 no. But I'm asking you. Who sat yeah, there you out. Go. That's why I didn't hear because Roland's talking over. But here she's. Yeah. This is where she starts talking about black men. In, in, no, 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 no. But I'm asking men who sat out in 2016 because they didn't like Hillary Clinton. They do not like Kamala Harris. They need to show up for somebody that they actually can. So wait, wait, wait. Well, that is interesting. So all of a sudden, well, 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 relevance is here, Mo. You want to dust off your shoes, man. Get your spiffy suit ready because they're ready to take you seriously. So let me get this straight. The people that didn't vote (laughs) have the power? That's crazy. That's That's just crazy. That's a crazy concept. (laughs) I wonder, why didn't anybody say this? I don't know, man. (laughs) It's magic. But Now you're coming back around, folks. You know, because if you guarantee if they can guarantee you're going to show up and that's the numbers he ran down, uh, you know, people likely to vote. They're still going to vote, blah, 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 blah. But this this segment and population of the segment of the population that have said we're not voting, we hold the power. And if more people would get on code and on board, we would have more power. That's why we have to we have to talk these people down. Down with Roland Martin, down with Karen Hutter, <laughs> down with all the Boulay talking heads, and, and we'll talk for ourselves for now. I'm just here for the ride. That's very it's fun to watch. <laughs> down with Roland Martin. <laughs> Loser. Uh, with, uh, with all that said, that, that kind of wraps up the Obama endorsement. That was good. That was really nice. There was a good little uh, deconstruction there. Yeah, I like that. I appreciate that. So now we have to get into thanking the people that allow us to tell the truth. $10 coming on the cash app. Thank you, sister. Next time, make it 20 But thank you for that 10 I know you barely had that. Thank you, sister. We appreciate $1, but we would rather have 10 We appreciate $20, but we would rather have 50 We appreciate $50, but we would rather have 100 We appreciate $100, but we would rather have 200 <laughs> That's right. It's time to thank our producers for episode number 36 of MoFax with Adam Curry. Uh... Have we played that one? We our donation segments always start with a with a different uh, a different soundbite. Was that new, or was that had I heard something like that, that before? That's new. That's new. I like it. That's, that's a good one. <laughs> wow, where'd the dollars go? I missed them. It went so fast. Uh, so this is value for value. The way it works is enabled to in order to even speak about the topics that we're talking about, which, as you know, Cory Booker could not even talk about in his own party. Mm-mm. So let alone it would be on a commercially uh, sponsored uh, program. No, this will not happen. It will not stand. Uh, so we just don't do it. And also it makes everyone less honest uh, or not honest at all. And we like complete honesty. It's what the show was built on and what it's been about. And all we ask is if you if you got any value from listening to this, please package that up in a number 
and uh, send it to us uh, in a dollar amount so that we can continue doing this and the motivation can be there and we can grow this as a community, as a media tribe. Uh, so you can do that by going to mofax.com where you can find uh, information about the latest episode, our archives. Also, if you want to go directly to the donation page, it's mofundme.com. It takes you right into the site, M-O-E-F-U-N-D-M-E.com, mofundme.com. And uh, another nice showing. We have a number of, uh, let's see, we have one executive producer and one, two, three, three associate executive producers for episode 36. We start off with Drew Sample, uh, who... Uh, supported the show today with $96.80, which we appreciate. And he says, I'd like some small business. Woosa, thank you again for the show you two do. That's uh, Drew Sample from Columbus, Ohio. Here you go, uh, Drew, your small business. Woosa. 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 People loving the Woosas, Mo. Mm-hmm. Loving them. Uh, and Drew will be our uh, executive producer for episode 36, which you can actually use as a real credit anywhere you feel like that is uh, appropriate. LinkedIn seems to work. People like getting a lot of gigs when they see an executive producership uh, of any media property, and ours is just as valid. Chris Bailey is our first associate executive producer of $50. Found you guys through the No Agenda podcast, starting with episode 32, making my way through all of the old episodes, which is something I typically wouldn't recommend for, for work that I do. But this project is completely appropriate. They're evergreen. Uh, they are great if you, if you listen to them in sequence. Uh, yes, there is some... Uh, you know, there's stuff that relates to news, but the topics, I think, are, well, as old as this country. And the conversation is just a modern version of it and totally good and honest. Uh, so, yeah, let us know when you get to episode one. I uh, really appreciate the open and honest discussion of what can be. Oops, I can't can't quite get this. Uh, what happened here? Why can't I see what he's saying? Do you have the rest of I that? Can pick it up if you want to. Yeah, I can't yeah, it says, quite and, scroll to and it. honest discussions on what can be very touchy subjects. Thanks, Chris. So thank you, Chris. <clears throat> for yeah. uh, supporting the value for values. Uh, once you pick the next one, Mo, I'm, I'm resizing this spreadsheet. Okay, next is uh, really Victoria Webb. She came in with $50 as well, and she didn't have a note, but I, we appreciate it, Victoria. Thank you very much for supporting the, the effort that we do here. Okay. Uh, next is uh, Elvis, the chef. Can't forget the chef, Rosenberg. Uh, he is been on a roll supporting us, uh, coming in at fifty dollars. Now tell me about said, tell me about Elvis the chef. You know him? Well, chef, yeah, chef came over. He has been um, supporting me since I began on the Star Report. And oh, that, nice. For people that don't know, uh, he came over from that uh, venue. I mean, from that uh, platform. Uh, he's always been a supporter for me and and what we've done. And he's cool. followed us over to the podcast. And his note came in. He said, "I also introduced value for value on my channel, so it's spreading." So now he has a he has a channel as well. Yes. Does he do Does he do his own videos? Yes. Does he cook? No. He, he, he <laughs> talks about <laughs> he talks about trending topics. He has very um oh, cool very unique uh, perspectives on, on on some uh, current event topics. Uh, very interesting. Um. Um, man, let me put him uh, in the show notes here. Elvis Rosenberg, okay. The chef, 
The chef. Elvis, the chef Rosenberg. Okay. Uh, You mean big Elvis, the chef Rosenberg? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Excellent. All right. I got him in there. Cool. So that is our, uh, let's see, that is our associate executive producers. Then we (laughs) go to, uh, just underneath that, big thanks to mm, Misaf Yusfur, I think. Yusuf, Yusuf, Misag. (laughs) <laughs> Do you know how to pronounce this, Mo? Misag, Misag, Yosapur. You know, there's probably a joke name that we're just saying something really <laughs> stupid. Uh, anyway, $42 or 42 Australian dollaroos. Uh, he says, I was hoping I would hear the vote or die song from South Park when you started talking about Diddy, and you did not disappoint. Great show, <laughs> an archive of valuable information. I can... Always go back to and listen. Doesn't matter when the podcast comes out. As long as you make it back out of the rabbit hole unscathed. Absolutely. Mo, I can't can't seem to word wrap this stuff. It's driving me nuts. How did this happen, man? I don't know. You you bad mouthing it, Sal. I've had to to make it so tiny now. He's like, no rap. No word rap for you, sir. <laughs> exactly. It's like an evil plot. You're going to have to take over because I, I can't seem to word okay, wrap this. $42 Australian dollar rules. I was hoping. Uh, would you stop it? Great show. No, I, I got the whole thing in. I got I got his in. Got the whole thing okay. in. Okay. All right. Excuse me. Uh, next, we're jumping down to uh, James Nehmeyer, uh coming in with $36. He said, Mo, you were a little hard on Diddy last night. Yeah. What's up with that, Mo? We're gonna get there. Um, <laughs> I, I got it. No, from here. I, was, I wasn't hard on Diddy. Same thing with Diddy. I, if you're gonna put yourself in the political uh, conversation, then I have to judge you with the same got, standard. Got to judge the same with, standard. Exactly. Same That's standard. Right. We don't. We don't. We don't. We're not fans of anybody here. Uh, <laughs> we, we keep hold everybody honest. So right, I fix- I'm sorry you felt we were a little little hard on Diddy. I fixed. No, no. He, you, you were hard on. I wasn't hard. Oh, you was soft on Diddy. Uh, yeah, you you were. It was by contrast that it seemed like I was hard on Diddy. Thank you, Adam. Chris Grimal, $35. I'm a new listener, longtime No Agenda listener. Can't believe I've never listened to now. I'm now catching up from show number one. Great show. Really enjoy the conversation insight you guys bring. Thank you, says uh connor then we have no i'm sorry that was chris chris from new york connor lawrence 33 dollars 33 cents no note but magic numbers all over the place srinivas murti 25 dollars. i hope p diddy lives up to his rhetoric something tells me he will cave come election time great episode on 35 best wishes john taylor 25 dollars. no note thank you john noah el nagdi El Nagdi, this is my second donation, $11.11, Magic 11.11, and was solely for for me, Adam, pronouncing my last name perfectly on his first try. <laughs> I just had to do it again. El Nagdi. Yeah. Well done. Very rare. But now I have to add the Dylan convo. Yes, it's referencing Diddy's MTV show. Die line, I know. Die line. I said it on purpose. <laughs> Oh, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> Please. But it's actually from the Chappelle show, and it's Dave making fun of Diddy. Dylan, love you guys. Rock on. Yes. I learned, right. if anything, I've learned that on this show. 
Scott Grace, $10. Thank you, Mr. Moe, says. Bob Klein, uh, thank you, Bob, $10 as well. Andrew McPeak, $10. Moe, I thought the Big Mama episode was outstanding. After the show, I watched Soul Food Junkies. I think you will find it interesting. However, my main takeaway was how far it was to find it. For all of the streaming services available, I had to download Canopy and then into my library card info to watch it. It's actually, Canopy is pretty good that way. I found that to be almost laughable. The one documentary that challenges the status quo around soul food is all but hidden from the audience. It could help the most. Keep up the great work. That's interesting. Have you seen the Soul Food Junkies? I was going to ask you what Canopy was. Uh, well, Canopy. <laughs> if, I, if I don't have Canopy, I can't find this uh, documentary. Canopy is, <laughs> interestingly, it's very popular with college kids because it really has a lot of classic movies and it's free as long as you have a library card. Uh, it's you know then you can you can stream these movies and, and obviously you're not going to get you know your typical blockbuster hits but they got a lot of good stuff like Soul okay. Food Junkies so yeah Canopy I you know I'm going to look at I wonder if they, they may even have a Roku channel to be honest but I'll see uh, see if I can figure it out now thanks mm-hmm. Andrew good this is how this is how producers work and financing the show supporting it and. Great info. Kevin Roa comes in with $10. V4V, value for value. He's no stranger to the concept. James Holly rounds out our uh, support for today's show with $5. And he says he's looking for some Mo Karma. And, uh, Hold on, Adam. Hold on, Adam. I gave such a terrible <laughs> on-the-spot Mo Karma <laughs> that I had to redeem myself. <laughs> okay. Here we go. So I, I have it. I have it lined up for you. I'm sending you tons of good ass energy. Take that. Take that. Take that. <laughs> You've got karma. <laughs> Where did you put that together? Where'd that come from? Yeah, I put, I put that together. Nice. Um, nice. That came from um, what is his name? Infinite water is diving deep. Uh, I, I, I'll get his name for for the show notes, but <laughs> okay. I did such a terrible read. I had to redeem myself, and now I'm gonna show you how words connect, just like numbers. You know, you do the random number theory. Mm-hmm. Isn't it amazing that the last show was called "Take That, Take That," right? Yes. Listen to the Mo Karma again. I know. I heard it. I heard. It I'm sending you tons of good ass energy. Take that. Take that. Take that. You've got karma. We're, we're, we're at the tip of the spear, Mo. <laughs> we're on point. <laughs> Thank you very much, everybody. This is our value for value show. It's, uh, as I said, it's all about what you get out of it, what you get out of it, you put back into it. It's different for everybody. And if it's not enough, that's fine. Maybe you'll find some value later on. It's all good with us, but we really appreciate these people. And uh, of course, the executive and associate executive producer credits will be annotated proudly uh, in the credits on the show notes page. Uh, again, it's mofax.com. Go direct to our donation page at mofundme.com. M-O-E-F-U-N-D-M-E.com. Now, what do I do with this? Do I just play this? No, 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 Okay. We're going deep, Adam. <laughs> We're going down a rabbit hole that has... Hold on a second. I got to give you the reverb for the rabbit hole. Oh, we got to make this. (laughs) Let me get it. Okay. So you got to let us know just how deep that rabbit hole is. Hold on, Mo. Uh, 
Ah, I messed it up. Anyway, I'll, it's, okay. it's coming so back. We're, we're going so deep down the rabbit hole that the normal theorem wouldn't do. <laughs> I had to bring my own. Can you cue it, please? It's a serious instrument. The theremin is is a real. It's the real deal. The people can really do stuff with it. And it's the official uh, instrument of our uh, conspiracy theorists area everywhere. Well, so. of course, <laughs> that goes without saying. Obviously. And with that said, I dropped a little teaser at the end of the show last week about ankle monitors. Yes, right? you did. Yes, you did. This is where I redeem myself. And get into why I said that. There was a post going around about Oprah Winfrey arrested for trafficking. Right. This was this goes back to the uh March eighteenth. That's when it, that's back, when it was circulating. Is this back to the Kanye thing? It was around that time with the Gale interview? No, this no, this was this was March eighteenth. And there was this post that popped up. Uh, if you oh, want to get into the clip for Oh, wait. This, yeah. is the, this is the adrenochrome uh, uh, drinking b- uh, baby blood. Easy, Curry. <laughs> easy. Let's, we got to ease him into this rabbit hole. Sorry, I'm putting the goggles back on. Can I get take... a pair of two? Kick. Yeah. No, we need, we, we need <laughs> the double we need goggles. The We're doubling up. We're doubling up. We're doubling up here. Yeah, but I had to take them off for the donations. Okay. Uh, So let's just get into uh, Oprah Arrested. This is what recently happened with Oprah, who was the top trending topic on Twitter for a good few hours. It's all because someone spread a reportedly fake conspiracy theory about her. What was this all about? Was the conspiracy really fake? Keep watching to decide if Oprah has been hiding something from the world. With this strange situation that we currently have around the world, many people are in self-quarantine. So it's not surprising that some of them have too much time on their hands and get bored. I wouldn't be surprised if this is how it was with the people who posted the story that Oprah Winfrey had been arrested for trafficking. This also applies to those who spread it on Twitter and made it the number one trend. And even Oprah herself had to speak up about the situation. What were the claims about? <laughs> yes. the, I, the shadow I, banning I the, the blocking of hashtags couldn't <laughs> keep this thing from trending <laughs> it was it was fun it was great but that goes to show you how many people were talking about it because we've seen this in in like the last few days with the obama what was it obama gate mm-hmm. that they've tried to like shadow ban and sure. uh suppress depress, yeah, suppress sure. the uh the, the, hashtag. Tre- the trending yep 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 They couldn't even do it with this Oprah story. It was so bad that she had to officially come out and address it. Yeah, she had to say something about it. And it was covered in this E! News report. Oprah shuts down sex trafficking arrest rumors. The media mogul takes to Twitter to respond to awful rumors stating she had been arrested. After finding out her name was trending on social media, she decided to address the rumors. 
Oprah tweets, just got a phone call that my name is trending and being trolled for some awful fake thing. It's not true. Haven't been raided or arrested. Just sanitizing and self-distancing with the rest of the world. Stay safe, everybody. Conspiracy theory surfaced online claiming that Oprah had been arrested in connection with an alleged sex trafficking ring and that her house had been raided. Many fans and Oprah's famous friends are coming to her defense. A Wrinkle in Time director and filmmaker Ava DuVernay slams the disgusting rumor. She writes, Trolls and Bots began this disgusting rumor. Mean-spirited minds kept it going. Oprah has worked for decades on behalf of others, given hundreds of millions to individuals and causes in need, shared her own abuse as a child to help folks heal. Shame on all who participated in this. What fine entertainment product did this come from? E! News. <laughs> So this this is this is come for her to come out and address this, and other celebrities come out and address this too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's a ra- big deal. That made me raise an eyebrow because we hear the <laughs> we hear these stories all the time. I mean, in in the conspiracy theory realms of you know of celebrities and you mm-hmm. know their claims, mm-hmm. but one for Twitter not to be able to suppress this that shows you show you how widespread this was, and two. For her to actually come out and make a statement, that's when I was like, whoa, I need to keep an eye on this. Yeah. And I would like to say thanks to my, to my main man, E-Class. He's kept me up on this story, and he's not even political or into really a lot of this stuff. But he was sending me, like, you know, uh, stuff on this. And I was like, wow, this is wild, getting widespread. And this is e- For, E-Class, you say? Y- yes, E-Class, my man, E-Class. E-Class, so, like, uh, from the E-300? Yes. Okay. Got it. <laughs> just yeah, yeah. Got it. Right. E three. It's uh, E class AMG. Right. Uh. So Oprah. Let's go get back into the the original <laughs> clip. Oprah arrested. Part two. What were the claims about? So a conspiracy theory started by the far right group QAnon claimed that Oprah's house in Boca Raton, Florida was raided and she was under arrest on sex trafficking charges. This isn't all, though, because the report that was going around also said that her house was seized and excavated and it revealed underground tunnels that she supposedly (laughs) used for trafficking. There was red tape all around her house to not alert the civilians. This is just part of a bigger theory coming from the QAnon group that believes in a supposed plot by a hidden or deep state government against Donald Trump and his supporters. Their tactics involve smear campaigns against celebrities with liberal views, democratic politicians, and high-level officials, and include claims that they're involved in an international sex trafficking ring. The fake news about Oprah wasn't the only thing that was going around Twitter that night. Ooh. Oh boy! It was not the only thing. Not the only thing well, uh, on the edge of my seat here. <laughs> well, well, Adam, I need your help okay. because I sent you the actual post. Um, yes, I, let me see. That was going around. Can you? I, I didn't want to leave this up to Robo Voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so okay, I just can, pulled can it you, up can here. You, can, okay. can you please give us a, a a read there, sir, if you don't mind? I sure can. Let's see. Conspiracy or the facts, just here for you to decide. And FYI, no, I didn't write this, so stop coming for me. I just shared it. Here's what's really going on, and wake the F up and stay woke. Open up that third eye. There's a lot of preamble here. Mm -hmm. This morning at 4.30 a.m., our prime minister was served a criminal indictment by the U.S. for corporate and financial crimes. Media owners were instructed to historically brainwash everyone that that the prime minister has coronavirus with his wife and they won't be leaving their house for a while. (laughs) 
just I've heard this. Tom Hanks was arrested 48 hours ago for pedophilia, and he is currently being kept in a hotel room in Australia, refusing to fly back to the USA. Next celebrity arrest will be Celine Dion, Madonna, Charles Barkley, Kevin Spacey. All will claim coronavirus infections. Oops, that hasn't happened yet. Mm-mm. Italy's airports have been completely shut down as over 80 of Vatican and financial officials have been served. Same criminal indictments for financial crime, pedophilia, child trafficking, and sex abuse. You, you know, so this, <laughs> this, you want me to read this whole thing? This is, this is too crazy even for me. No, it is crazy, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. Okay. I'm not saying, I'm not well, validating it, well, or saying No, 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 but he, here's what's interesting. Right. So it goes into... And and all of this is absolutely documented with news stories. United Emirates have completely mass arrests of their own royal family and affiliates. Now, we don't know the extent of it, but that these things happened and are still taking place. Convicted Hollywood rapist Harvey Weinstein agreed to a deal in exchange for... This is... I've heard this. His testimony mm-hmm. against hundreds of top Hollywood celebrities. So that was kind of the crux of it. So coming down should be... Uh, Bill Clinton, Joe Biden, Tom Hanks, Oprah, Ellen DeGeneres, Quentin Tarantino, Charlie Sheen, Bob Saget, Kevin Spacey, John Travolta, Steven Spielberg, Podesta, uh, Nexium, and Pizzagate sex trafficking clubs, the Olsen twins, no, I'm just made that up, hundreds of more <laughs> who were all deranged, Betty White is in, is in uh, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, anyway, the... All these there were stories about every single one of these people that you could that you could make it sound like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's one co- more line there about CEOs. Yes. If you, if you just oh, yeah, of course. Story. Yeah. CEOs of some of the world's major corporations have been indicted, arrested and some forced to resign all in the last 30 to 60 days, such as CEO of NBA, Harley Davidson, Gates Foundation. That's not true. Intel, uh, Microsoft, Gates left yes. Microsoft. Intel, right, right. McDonald's, Caesar, Caesar Awards, Vatican, Chief of Police, etc. Appro- approximately 700, 800 more resignations are coming in the next three months. Right. Lab created so, coronavirus. Oh, this is this is the payoff. Here's, here's okay, here it is, right. everybody. This is what's going on. This lab created coronavirus is a cover up for the mass mandatory vaccination agenda, as well as covert U.S. intelligence. And uh, could could be totally true. We're still waiting right. for the 10 days of uh, of darkness that was supposed to happen when they arrested everybody. Right. So I, like, I'm warning people once again, I'm not saying this is true or untrue. What I'm speaking to the fact is Oprah actually came out yeah. <laughs> and had to address this post that was trending so high that they couldn't suppress it. And there's one little factoid <clears throat> that they said in that uh, clip about the CEOs. Well, there's a question. Why is a record number of CEOs uh, leaving their post? CEOs left their post at a record pace last month. A new report from executive outplacement firm Challenger Gray and Christmas says that 172 chief executives moved on during the month of October. Joining us right now to talk about whether this is part of a larger trend is Maggie Wilderotter. She's the chairman and CEO of Grand Reserve Inn. She's also the former chairman and CEO of Frontier Communications, and she's on the boards of Lyft, Costco, and DocuSign. And Ma- Maggie, thanks for being here today. No, it's great to be back. Is Thank it, you. Uh, is there something new afoot, or is this a 
one-off to see this number of chief executives leaving? You know, I think 40 percent of, of that number uh, have left for some kind of controversy mm-hmm. in their position. So I think that is new. I think there's a lot more transparency in the in the uh, the CEO suite than there ever has been. I think there's more bad behavior, just more... Uh, I think there is more scrutiny. Yeah, that's yeah. what... Yeah, scrutiny. I'm not sure if there's more bad behavior or less. Yeah. <laughs> I would hope there would be less since there is more scrutiny right. and transparency. <laughs> Something's going on. I mean, I, hey, you know what's I'm interesting? Just saying, you know as what's far inter- as the CEOs retiring, I mean, all leaving, uh, stepping down. I'll give, you, I'll give you some uh, some uh, inside baseball. <clears throat> uh, yes, please. My daughter is has been into astrology for for a pretty long time, and mm-hmm. with cards, etc. And it's, 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 I think she's pretty good at it. And you know, she's, she's actually done some study. She's taken the courses, but she hangs out in this, um, you know, online where, but she, she, she knows people who do this. So she says to me just two days ago, says, dad, dad, dad. Uh, I was throwing down the cards and all of a sudden I get all this really weird stuff. And, uh, said, and, and this, and this, and other people I know have seen this and it's about lady Diana and it's going to all come out how the queen killed her and who was paid off. And this is why uh, Harry and Meghan left, because they knew what was going on. You have to put them mm-hmm. into this story as well, if we're going to follow the conspiracy, right? I'm not saying it's right, true. Right, right. But, mm-hmm. but, you know, with, with uh, Prince Andrew, of course, you know, this is, uh, so you have, you have all these, all this creepiness going on over there. And... According to the cards, and she's not the only one who saw it, and if you look online, a lot of people are seeing this, within the next, I think it was 10 months or something, this is supposed to go down in this big expose. This big, uh, every, everything will become known and people will start waking up to the reptiles. Well, start waking up. People are already waking up because this next clip is from MREC TV, which is a urban "Quote unquote urban." I mean, I'm using that uh, facetiously. It's a TV uh, TV station of color. No, he's a YouTube channel of color. Um, <laughs> uh, that they're exposing some of the top boule. <laughs> this is a YouTube channel. I can't wait. Donald Trump has. Um, when you watch this, you're, I'm not going to think he's a bad guy. I don't think he's a bad guy. No I don't care for him, but he's not the bad guy. But that's because the yeah. media putting out all this. They, the, the mainstream media, stop watching TV. It's that serious on what the, they do to create fake news and stories. It's crazy. This documentary will open your, open your mind so far to where it's like, I'm not, I can't do nothing else but, but think about what I'm mm. wondering. You did? You still there? I'm here. I'm here. They ain't okay. at me. They ain't yeah, at me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they ain't at me. Yes, but like I said, okay, the boule. His name is on there. <laughs> this is great. Wait a minute. What's the name of this? What's the name of this? Uh, this show? M M M Rec TV. That's TV. Got it. Okay, just want to make sure we get but, that. But in the did show you notes. hear? Did you hear what she said in the first maybe ten seconds of that clip? Now we're talking about a quote unquote urban urban yes outlet. Listen to what she says again. Okay, I'm gonna pull, bring it back up. Hold on a second. Here we One go. second. Donald Trump has. Um, when you watch this, you're, I'm not going to think he's a bad guy. I don't care for him, but he's not the bad guy. But that's because the yeah. media putting out all this. 
they the, the mainstream media stop watching TV. It's that serious on what the, they do to create fake news and stories. It's crazy. This documentary will open your open your mind so far to where it's like I'm not, I can't do nothing else but but think about what I'm mm. wondering. No? You did? You still did? I'm here, I'm here. They ain't okay. at me. They ain't yeah, at me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they ain't at me. Yes, but like I said, okay, the boule, his name is on there. <laughs> the boule? I, yeah. I can't hear everything. Yeah, the no, she said Donald Trump is not the bad guy. Right. We're talking about uh, a hip hop slash. I mean, I'm using the word urban. You're saying, let me say, not as I'm describing it that way, but. That's how it will be described, right? Mm-hmm. You have people talking about Donald Trump's not the bad guy. <laughs> what? This 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 De-pl- is lining up deplatform 2016 all over again. <laughs> these have to be deplatform these people. And the documentary she's referring to is called Fall Cabal. I don't know if you heard of this. No, or not. have you seen this? Yes, it's a ten part series. Oh, oh yeah, with the Dutch voiceover, the Dutch woman. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. I watched it, and you know what? I it's lo- not. There's nothing really new there. I no, mean, no, but I like it because it, the people who are, have not been exposed to this pretty basic information. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, it's a real good starter. I would say it's a real and good starter. That's why I'm bringing this to the to to light. Because I'm saying these things have legs, and she went on to talk about in this in the, in the, in the complete clip. Uh, she goes on to talk about Jay Z and Will Smith and Diddy. Yeah. Now I'm not saying these people are guilty or not guilty. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is there is information that's being so widespread on platforms that they normally wouldn't be spread on that is swaying how Donald Trump is being viewed by certain demographics that you would think that would view him as the quote-unquote bad right, guy. Right, of course. Well, uh, according to the, to the M5M mainstream media. Right. So I'm asking, what is going on here? Well, the Falka ball and this whole thing, you have brought it up, the topic of what really falls, up, I mean, what it really covers is adrenochrome. <laughs> a lot of it covered. Not all of it, but a lot of it, yes. A lot of adrenochrome. A substance extracted from a living human body. But could such a drug be real? According to numerous independent researchers, not only is it real, many of the Illuminati elite are addicted to it and will stop at nothing to satisfy their depraved demand. Said it would take me higher than I'd ever been in my life. Join me as we dive down the dark rabbit hole of adrenochrome. She said to my ear, I'm going to drink your blood. <laughs> Ooh, spirit cooking, adrenochrome. Yeah, baby. Uh-huh. Well, and uh, what was the spirit, spirit cooking lady's name? Uh, Maria, Maria Abramovitz. Yeah, I know. I knew it, but I just couldn't recall it. So can I, can I, well, she, I, can I ahead, just add, I don't know if you're getting there, mm-hmm. but. So the way I heard it, just going back to this whole conspiracy, the one link with coronavirus is that it wasn't really coronavirus, but they, but uh, Donald Trump on his white horse had actually uh, tainted some of this adrenochrome so that when um, the elites would uh, drink it 
and they got mm-hmm. ill, they would be able to identify them. They would have to shelter in place. So Trump on his white horse uh, could uh, trot over and arrest all the pedos. That was that was that's how you round out the conspiracy. That's pretty much how it goes. <laughs> okay, good. At least at least but, I got my yarn in the right place. Right, but I know people are saying, "Mo, you cherry picked that from a crazy conspiracy site." Well, this next clip comes from a legitimate, quote unquote, legitimate news site, and that question is: Young blood, the secret to eternal youth. Are vampires real? Not the sparkling kind, but the drinking blood to stay young forever kind. Well, science says maybe. Hey guys, Julia here for D News. Okay, science doesn't actually say that, but science has started to notice that blood, specifically young blood, might have rejuvenating properties, which is just crazy interesting. But why exactly that is, no one is certain. Yet one new study points to a new unknown molecule. In this study published in Nature Communications, scientists found that young blood could heal broken bones. All right, so this gets a little, well, gross. But scientists can join the circulatory systems of pairs of mice in a process called parabiosis, which means living besides. Basically, scientists stitched together the tissues of two mice so an old mouse and a younger mouse would share a blood supply. I know, it totally seems like an antique thing, and it is kind of old. Clive McKay of Cornell University first pioneered this technique in the 1950s, but for some reason, it's experiencing resurgence now. Yeah, I know, it's a little too much like Frankenstein. But what's interesting, besides the whole sewing together mice thing, is that the researchers think this means that young blood cells secrete some molecule or protein that helps heal the body and keeps it young. Hmm. And this is from from a Discovery News. Yeah, this is from Discovery Channel. Well, the more uh, the more you know, the more you know. <laughs> right, I'm learning a lot here. <laughs> right. Well, let me ask you this question. I mean, well, I'm, I'm gonna make this statement. There was a show on NBC maybe five years ago that kind of went into this. They had kids in cages and old people that looked like Soros was harnessing their power and it was only one season and i can't even it can't even find that show now what was it on network it was on nbc yes well see i i, I don't, I don't even watch, watch no, i don't I even don't watch, watch broadcast television no i don't watch but I, so for some for some reason i fell into this show because it had like aliens and planes disappearing and reappearing and what? kids being kidnapped yes it was only one season i can't think of the name of it anybody out there please Hmm. Please help us produce because <laughs> yes. I will. I, I want to find this show I don't know. Uh, what, what that was on NBC, can... and, and and it kind of went like that. They had kids being kidnapped, and was they it... were being kept in cages and being harnessed for their blood on NB on NBC. Hmm. So I mean, there's something up here. Uh, now, with that said, I was going to go back. We was talking about the spirit cooking with Maria uh, Abramovich. I think it's. Yes, how you pronounce that? She has direct ties with Jay Z. Oh yeah, with with a lot of elites, absolutely. No, no, she was actually in one of his videos called Picasso Baby, and she she actually helped like basically like one of the art directors slash you know visual people. Yeah, I mean this this thing crop. This is nothing new, right? I mean, if you were around in 2015, right when the whole uh, PizzaGate thing popped off, yep. Uh, so this is nothing new, but what I'm saying, the reason why I'm bringing this up is we, we, we're talking about politics here. We're not talking about conspiracy theories. 
if this thing is reaching over into the demographics that Democrats need to show up, this is just one more hurdle <laughs> that they have to get this, over. This is not great. This is <laughs> the consulting group is not pleased. Not at all, because they thought they had put this thing to bed with the whole guy that showed up in D.C. and got arrested with the guns, which I thought was kind of uh, controlling the narrative kind of thing, because just, he just conveniently popped up with like a uh, uh, assault rifle. I'm like, who yeah. goes looking, <laughs> who covertly goes into a pizza and he, and, and he drove for a couple hours, too. It's like, I'm going right. to go. Yeah. There. <laughs> yeah. All right, with, that, with, with all that behind this, I've. I spent $2 on this next clip just to get it. <laughs> um, this is from the Lego Master Show. Me and my son, we love Legos, right? Oh, so this, we, oh, this, oh, yeah. Tell me about this because I've seen the, I've seen the, the trailer for it. Is this where you build it, and if you lose, then they blow up your Lego? No. Well, basically, it has the cooking show format where you, <laughs> you know, you start off with like ten teams, right? Okay, uh, and they give you a theme, and you have, you know, like those cake baking right. shows. Right. Yeah, and they give you, you a bunch. So now they give you a bunch of blocks and and wheels and gears, and you got to build a, a castle. Well, you had to build whatever the theme. Whatever is, the theme right? is, it, right? Right. Well, they had a show called Good versus Evil, and this took place. Very cool. So behind me are 16 Lego minifigs. And trust me when I say they are far from your traditional superheroes. Like Shower Guy, Fox Girl, and Pizza Costume Guy. (laughs) So it's up to you to make them super. For this build, each team will grab two and transform them into superheroes and their sidekicks. Uh The characters you select will inspire your build today. So... Choose wisely. Go. Recognize that each one of these is a character from the most recent Lego collectible minifig series. Okay. Flamingo, Flamingo. Yeah, Flamingo. Grab the Flamingo. There's a gardener, an adventure explorer, adventure yeah. guy, galactic bounty hunter. All these crazy characters. Okay, Flamingo, Flamingo. Mark grabs pizza costume guy and bear costume guy, and we're just like pleased as punch with these bright, colorful figures we got. And everyone else is Wait, still stop, in there. Stop, like, stop, 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 stop. Put a pin in that clip right there. So I got to give a visual. And this is a long clip. So I have to stop it right here. Okay. It's a pizza guy. (laughs) (laughs) And a a, a bear that looks like a pedo bear. (laughs) I I shit you not. (laughs) I really like, like like the actual meme one. Yes, it's a, it's a. Bright, colorful, pastel color bear with a rainbow on it. Uh, <laughs> paired, paired with a, a guy that's like has a pizza costume on. I'm like, what kind of superhero is a pizza guy and and a, and a friggin' teddy bear? What's going? And Lego has been tied with some of these weird stories, but I'm not gonna castigate them. But I'm just saying, when this popped up, I was like, holy moly. What is going on? That's crazy. Please continue with the clip. Most recent Lego collectible minifig series. Okay. Flamingo, Flamingo. Yeah, Flamingo. Grab the Flamingo. There's a gardener, an adventure explorer. Adventure guy. 
galactic bounty hunter, all these crazy characters. Okay, let me go, let me go. Mark grabs pizza costume guy and bear costume guy, and we're just like pleased as punch with these bright, colorful figures we got, and everyone else is still in there like deliberating. Now, those minifigs might look adorable, but half of them are pure evil. Luckily, we have this. It's the good or evil detectability pedestal of truth. You guys got pizza costume guy and bear costume guy. If it's blue, it's good. And if it's red, it's evil. Let's see what you've got. Oh, evil. All right. Oh, I look at you in a completely different way. <laughs> How do we make pizza bad? Pizza's so good. Wow, man. What is, it, <laughs> you paid good money for that. What, uh, where does that, what does that stream on? That's on Fox. And it, I mean, it was on Hulu. Mm. I have Hulu, mm. but they wouldn't allow me to record from there. They have some oh. kind of oh. clip. So I, I had to work my way around it. I was like, nah. Well, well nah, done. But, <laughs> well done, Mo. Well done. And that's, that's what kind of took me so long because I thought I had the clip and I, you know, I looked at the time, but I didn't actually play it back. And I was like, holy shit. So I had to go and get this clip and I, I'm going to post it on, on, on the, my social media, the pictures of these things. I, like, I can't what? wait. Yeah. I want to see, I want to see the pedo bear. I want to, that's, it's like, that's what? incredible. It, because they didn't even have a name for the bear. It's like bear, it's, bear it's, suit guy. It's just, it's just it's pizza, pizza suit guy and bear suit guy. That's funny. What is that? And then they, they, these people randomly picked the two pieces, right? So, how did they know pizza and the bear were going to go together? And then on top of all of that, they're evil. Yeah, evil. Yeah. Yeah, it's I kid you not. Yeah. When I saw this, I was like, "Wow." I, I don't know if it's like is a Q person <laughs> that's trying to send a message or if this is I don't know how to take it, but I know what I saw with my eyes and I know how it registered with me. Uh and it was it was very creepy. It's a, very who, creepy. Who hosts that show again? It's the guy with the bat uh, that does the Batman voice for uh, the Lego movies. Uh, I, I, yeah, but he's he's a, his face. He's also an actor face, right? Yeah, he's an actor. I think he. I don't. I don't know. I don't know too many Hollywood actors, but yeah, he's he's a famous actor as well. But he's most no- notable for uh, for the um, doing the Batman voice for the Lego. Oh, Will movies. Arnett. That's it. Will Arnett. Wow. That's, that's just cr- that's just crazy, man. That's just crazy. <laughs> Lego Masters. Jeez. Yeah, good one. I like that. That that's a and twist I, I hadn't I heard post- yet. But we have Yeah, to- I will be posting the picture, but like I said, yeah. it is super duper creepy. And if I don't reach, <laughs> I didn't really want to cover this story, but when I saw this, I was like, I gotta make this part of the potluck show because something weird is going on. Um, but I, 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 I got to take a shower after this show. Uh, it, it's, just, <laughs> it's, it's disgusting. Uh, well, as you know, I don't like to leave people on a negative note. That's not, that's not what we do here. And I definitely don't want to leave them on a pizza and pedal bear note. You no, know, that, no, just, no, no, we yeah. got to go to some happier times here. Yes. Um, and Let's talk about the Tanzanian president. <laughs> yeah, this is a great story. Who is a chemist, by the way? 
he he does know a thing or two. Can I just roll this clip? Is it is it self-explanatory? Yeah, yes, it does. Yes, it in is. Tanzania, President John Magufuli has called for an investigation into operations at the country's national laboratory. It follows what he described as questionable results when several non-human samples from different fruits and animals tested positive for the coronavirus. At its update last week, the East African country had recorded 480 cases of the virus and 16 deaths. The president also revealed his government was looking to acquire possible treatments for the virus off its regional neighbour, Madagascar. I am communicating with Madagascar. A letter has already been written. And they say that some medicine has been found there. We will send a plane and the meds will be brought here so that Tanzanians can benefit too. So as a government, we are working hard. If Popos can test positive for the coronavirus, then the WHO has to work hard on this. And if goats have the coronavirus too, and if scientists don't know if the virus is only limited to humans or not, then they have not yet done enough on this matter. <laughs> yeah, this is a good story. Um, there has been pu- some pushback on the the idea with testing and the pawpaws and the goat and pawpaw is a fruit, which right. apparently took a sample that came back as infected with coronavirus, and as did the goat. Um, this is all a game. It's it's all political. So uh, the tests, uh, I think, are crap. Uh, who knows exactly what is happening? But the control, I just want, I will leave everybody with this happy note. You will hear Mm -hmm. uh, in the next few days how Xi Jinping is uh, going to test 14 million people in 10 days in Wuhan. And and I don't even know if that's actually possible because you have to do about 900 people a minute, 24 hours a day for seven, uh, for 10 straight days. So you need a lot mm-hmm. of testing. You gotta hustle people through, <laughs> and that's that's just the testing. If if you add fifteen minutes for the results, that's a whole different story. But that's it's it's all uh, politics. It's all uh, to make uh, Trump look bad, to make the United States response look bad, to for China to be oh this is how you do it. Look at the news stories. Um, you'll see it NBC, CNN, yeah China. They got a hand. Oh, they're gonna do fourteen million tests. Oh, look at how good they are. We're no good. But the problem is, and this is what this Tanzanian president has has brought to the forefront, is bullcrap. There's all kinds of issues with these tests. And I want to remind somebody something from the Kanye show when we discussed the family and the Wolf King, right? Remember the family? Yes. Basically the Christian Illuminati? Yep. They have strong ties with African leadership. So could the could he been propped up to do this stunt to you know help out the Wolf King, aka Donald Trump? Anything I'm is possible. I'm just gonna possible. put that out there. Any, I'm just gonna put that out there. Anything is possible. Well, I'll blow your mind. I'll take it one step further. Uh huh. Um, b- before this current pope was uh, selected, I had f- mm-hmm. I named him. I said, this guy, I think, is going to be Pope. And it was weeks before the, it, uh, the guy was named. And the reason why I was looking for, I, I knew, this is a very powerful position in the New World Order. It's very, very, a lot of symbolism, very powerful. I don't think the, 
you know, the last time an actual pope uh, represented God the way that Christians mm-hmm. believe was probably John Paul II. And didn't they hustle him out? <laughs> they, had to get, they had to get rid of right. him. It's like, you're no good. Uh, so I knew it was going to be uh, someone from South America. And when this guy popped up, uh, he's a Jesuit. I don't know if you know. What, what do you know about Jesuits? Do you know anything oh, about Oh, yeah, Jesuits? I know. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So the Jesuits. The, from my understanding, they're like the CIA for the Pope. Yeah. Well, the, and the Jesuits yeah. are. Yeah, they're very <laughs> obedient. They're, you know, they are about structure. I'm generalizing, of course. Right, right, right. And I really don't know enough. I, you know, I, I've met, you know, I met a couple of Jesuits, but I, I don't know. But uh, the Pope, uh, you know, he's got his uh, his big his big Vatican City there, his multi billion dollar empire. He's sitting on top. And I look at Fauci. Fauci is a Jesuit. Surprise, and, surprise. And it kind of fit together, you know, the National Institute of Health. It's like a billion dollar church. A lot of it has mm-hmm. to do with belief. He's kind of the, you know, Pope, Pope Fauci. So when he says, oh, no, we have to test everybody before we can do anything, and then we get the vaccine, people believe it. So there's a lot of different things. You know what? Symbolism and a lot of crap is being played out before our eyes. And I, and hopefully we'll all see it and we'll see how it's been working for a long, long time. Yep. St. Fauci. Uh, St. Fauci. Patriot <laughs> saint of vaccines. <laughs> hey, Mo, thanks for this. This was, this was a good show. I love me a potluck. This was good. It was a very. I appreciate it. Very enjoyable. Uh, yeah. I think it's also good for everybody who uh, just want a little bit of fun, a little bit of, uh, you know, not, not not all Corona, Rona, Rona, COVID-19 news. Just fun. Right. That's exactly what you want from a potluck. It's perfect. It's really perfect. And I appreciate it. And I'd like to thank everybody for uh, supporting the show. Remember, you can find everything out about MoFax with Adam Curry at MoFax.com, M-O-E-F-A-C-T-Z.com. And if you'd like to support us, go to the donation page. You can get there directly by going to MoFundMe, M-O-E-F-U-N-D-M-E.com, MoFundMe.com, and uh, give us some value if you feel you've got value in return. And as I always say, pay attention to everything and the truth will reveal itself. See you in a week, everybody. I just want to ask a question. Who really cares? To save a world in despair. Who really cares? There'll come a time. There'll come a time. When the world won't be singing. When the world won't be singing, flowers won't grow. Flowers won't grow. No, bells won't be ringing. No, bells won't be ringing. Who really cares? Who really cares? Who's willing to try? Who is willing to try? Save the world to save the world that's destined to that die. is destined to die when 
I look at the world. When I look at the world, it fills me with sorrow. It fills me with sorrow. Little children today. Children today. Really gonna suffer tomorrow. Really suffer tomorrow. What a shame! Such a bad way to Such live. Such a bad way to live. Oh, who is to blame? Who is to blame? We can't stop living. We can't stop living. Oh, oh. Live. Live. Live for life. Live life for the children. Live life for the children. Oh, for the children. You see, let's let's save the children. Let's let's save all the children. Save the babies. Bye. 